Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Pop Culture Gamers Podcast. My name is Hayden. Uh, we're on show number 85, so we're really racking up those numbers now. It's the 23rd of June, and I'm here with our great head chef, Alan. Alan, how are you doing? Hey, Hayden, kind of start to, um, how are you keeping? You're, you're good? Great yeah, I'm not, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Absolutely boiling today. I've been, uh, up on top of, uh, the North Yorkshire Moors this afternoon. Oh, I was um, going to say something else there. <laughs> no, 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 nothing lewd or unsavoury. No, just um, had the meeting. Oh, well, say meeting. It was sort of like uh, a, a get together with the people who I work with. Uh, you know, since I've joined into a new team. Okay. Um, oh, I say new team. It's my old team, but there's a few changes in it. Uh, and it's the first time since COVID we've been able to sort of get together so we have like sort of like a team building sort of um meeting you know to you know just go get some uh fresh air and um you know talk about work as it were and how did you did you find it a bit odd a bit strange or did you find it not just kind of normal you know i kind of kind of normal you know okay. if, if you That's know cool. what i mean because hmm. Uh, we've had daily sort of like catch-ups anyway, but we thought that it would be a good good thing to do just to sort of like get together and uh, have a, you know, have a meet-up, yeah, as it were. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, outside of work or outside of all the rest of yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah, good. just a team-building team sort yeah. of thing. But uh, it was absolutely beautiful day. Could see for miles across the... Uh, the North Yorkshire Moors, uh, up on, for those people who do know North Yorkshire, a place called Sutton Bank. Okay. And we walked along um, the Beautiful. sort of airfield that they've got there where they do gliders, so we could see the gliders uh, oh, being taken cool. up and landing. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you bring your camera to take pictures and stuff? Um, I took a couple of pictures just with my phone, but I didn't take my camera because uh, okay. it wasn't, you know, I said we were sort of like talking about work and that sort of stuff, but we oh, did yeah, take okay. in a bit of the view. But I, I almost took my gimbal, but I changed my mind. Oh, why didn't you? Uh, well, because it was sort of like a walking meeting, as it were. Oh, so, right. you know, we were yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of like socially distancing while walking yeah. and, you know, talking about um things so yeah it was uh, it was enjoyable it was uh, definitely different yeah. and you know met some of the new uh or the the new uh, woman in our uh, team who's called courtney and she listens to the show so and with her, oh, her right. husband so hi oh. there courtney hello courtney nice <laughs> to meet you <laughs> um so yeah it was uh it was a good it was a good time um enjoyed it it's it's nice to actually see people other than your direct family yeah so, yeah. not that there's anything about with my direct family, but you <laughs> know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you? Because you're back at work and you're really yeah. away with it, aren't you? Uh, first, I should say, kind of give, as always, Hayden, thanks again for my schedule. Uh, my schedule is kind of late, as we're nearly 12 o'clock late night recording. So, as always, I appreciate you um, kind of fitting me in. So uh, I, do, I, do, a, I do enjoy it, doing the podcast, you know yourself, so... Yeah, it's always a pleasure doing it with you, and you never have to say thank you because you know it's like thank you for you for uh, coming along and doing it at such a late hour when you've had, you know, like a sixteen-hour day. Yeah, um, like you've like I know you've kind of so we've been messaging back and forward, and you notice that I haven't been really been around the last yeah. week or two. It's kind of just 
they they're you know as we're getting ready to open full fully on the first of July, we're kind of opening fully like the restaurant taking bookings, which we've already taken bookings and the original one is two meter rule two meter not really a rule but a two meter tables between people and we were doing a different menu to to suit that so we could turn tables faster you know to to increase the try and get as much profit off out of an evening if that makes sense then mm. they changed that again then they changed it to now you can take parties of 50 people and you can do 200 people outside for barbecues so now that changed all the menu again and changed the table layout and just meant that we're kind of back to pretty much not really losing anything and so it meant that extra chefs coming back and that I hadn't really planned on and people were out sick that you know, if you, if you get a head cold, you're gone for two weeks now or up to a week and a half or whatever now. Like, there's mm. no... Before, you just worked. Like, chefs are known. I don't know, your business, but chefs are known are just getting on with it. Like, if you're yeah. feeling sick, there's no sympathy in the kitchen. Just shut up and get on with it. It's kind of... Which I know sometimes isn't the, the right attitude, but that's just... You know, that's the way it is when chefing. It's mm. always busy. So, look, it's good. We're busy. It's good. It's good. Like we're, we're booked out now. Till, we're going to be booked out till the end of September. By the looks mm. of things. So, it'll be late night recordings for us as much <laughs> as I can. Hopefully, that's okay with with the listeners and with yourself. I hope I don't come across too tired. Um, no, it's, it's as long as you can manage it. Ah, that's, yeah. that's what yeah. she said. Ooh, are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, apart from that... Um, it's been, it's been just been, uh, what I've noticed is that my pop culture viewing, I suppose we'll call it for the podcast, has declined massively, where mm. I was, you know, for the last 100 days or 90 days or whatever, I was binging everything and watching everything, and but now it's kind of a case of just clips here and there and the an hour or two a night of a show if I'm not too tired, or um, I am playing Gamer Right on my laptop, um, kind of 30 minute spurts or whatever which I'll talk about later and I watched two shows two uh, one movie and uh, finished a TV series this week which they're all oldies but they were good actually so I'll talk about them later but okay. uh, my running is still going I'm on day 99 today of my run streak so it's early mornings for that so nice. I'll hit 100 tomorrow and then I think I'll give that a break then I'll I'll have passed 1600 miles in the 100 days tomorrow that's absolutely crazy yeah when that, I say it I was talking to one of the lads today about it and they were like and I was he was kind of saying like how you saw a little bit arrogant saying it and I, I kind of took a bit of a sugar I don't mean to come across as being arrogant about it it was just you know it's 15 16 miles 17 miles a day average which again that sounds arrogant when I say that but it's just, just kind of a normal it's not fast, it's not, <coughs> excuse me, it's just kind of plodding along, do you know? Just enjoying yeah, it out there. I, I mean, I, I don't think you sound arrogant at all, but I think okay. it's a massive, <laughs> I think it's a massive achievement. I mean, to to do that level of mileage every day and then go to work. Yeah, I, I find it helps me it. though. Uh, yeah, I, I find it helps my, my, my mind though, and, my, and even my body. I'm actually more tired like I guarantee you know if I don't run for the next few days or after my hundred days mm. and I'll just get up and go to work I'll actually find I'm more lethargic in work as the day goes on uh, for some reason but if I kind of get some exercise and some run done in the morning 
I find myself kind of uh, maybe it's just the heart is pumping and and you're kind of more fresh I suppose. I mm. find the day is much better for me. So it's weird how it works like that. But then like I'm an oddball, you know what I'm like. I'll finish the podcast now with you and I'll do an hour and 10 minutes of weights while I'm watching a TV show. <laughs> And then go to bed. So, yeah, no, that, that that's I'm the odd. amazing thing as well. Is it you? You also do it before you go to bed. I have to. I can't. Uh, my OCD CDO, and I, I listening back to the podcast. I have to stop saying OCD CDO, and I said it again. I just can't help saying it. Sorry, lads. Um, I have to do weights. I have to at least an hour of weights at night. Um, I just find it relaxes me, which is a strange mm. thing as well. Um, look, we all have our little weirdness and that's mine but, but apart from that no it's been it's just uh, work 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 and it's a good complaint and a bad complaint the stress levels are definitely gone up <laughs> yeah yeah so definitely and yourself how, how, how's your week been um it's well every, it's like a bit like groundhog day to be quite honest sort of like <laughs> get up go on a computer <laughs> yeah have have a meal you know or have a have lunch take the dog for a walk with the family come back do more work <laughs> you know it's yeah. um, it's sort of like uh, like that really i mean in terms of this weekend it was father's day which is oh, why we didn't yeah. record so um and i got the rambo movies on blu-ray oh great that's a great collection so, like all of them all is a five of them four of them five uh, well it, the, it was a box set of four because believe it or not even though they've done the fifth rambo movie yes. you can't get the box set of five Oh, we're probably going to be a Christmas thing, so I'd say, or something, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And I sort of, like, considered, did I want them on 4K? And I thought, I'm not really that bothered Yeah. about, ha- you know, about having them. Because when it's upscaled, you know, HD looks yeah. pretty good anyway, so... And which of those... Which which is your favourite Rambo movie? Two. Yeah, I was going to say two for me as well. I love two. Yeah, and actually I've got a funny story about Rambo 2 because mm. um, when Rambo 2 came out, I was too young to see it because it was a 15. 15, yeah. And uh, I was either 13 or 14, I can't remember which. I think I might have been 14, actually. And my dad took me to see it. He said, it'll be all right, don't Fair worry. You know, sort of, but I was sort of like, but Dad, I'm, I'm not the right. He said, it's fine, don't worry. We'll, we'll go and see it. I'll take you, you want to see it. So he took me into the movie. I sat there and watched it, you know, which was, I think it was, had like one of the movies with the most kills in it yeah, of all at time point, at that yeah. point. All, you know, because then, you know, Commando came out and then, that took well, us, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And anyway, I came back in next day to school, did PE, and my PE teacher, Mr. Firth, started saying, come on in, Rambo. And I was like... <laughs> And after about you know a couple of minutes, this was like, "Sir, why are you calling me Rambo?" Is it because I was sat behind you oh, in the cinema? Oh no, brilliant! <laughs> Didn't realise he was there at all. But yeah, he was evidently sat just behind uh, in, the, in the row immediately behind yeah. me in the cinema. But of course, you're always looking forward, aren't you? Yeah. But yeah, it it's uh, it is my favourite one out of out of all of them. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's one of my it's my favourite as well. And I actually preferred yeah. four. Oh, better than the new one, the fifth one, which you know, right. four, four was not really critically. It didn't. It did well, but it wasn't like five. It did very well uh, review wise, but I just prefer four. I think it's it's just a more fun movie. It's more of a Rambo movie than the fifth one. Mm. But yeah, it's a good collection to get. Um, my Father's Day, 
I got. Uh, oh yeah, I got. A, I have it in front of me. I got a Jedi glass. With a nice. with a Yoda. I'm not too pushed and that kind of stuff. My girls are all grown now and stuff. So hmm. I, I, as long as I don't get a grandfather's day too soon, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah we all hope for that one don't we well I have three daughters um, so I have a bigger chance than you have uh, yeah that's true that's mm. true that's very true all but boyfriends <laughs> yeah yeah are, are you one of those dads that's uh, sort of like you know the intimidating dad or the welcoming dad or does it depend upon the guy I, I'm, I'm a bit odd because I get quite embarrassed um, when they come over because I don't know, like like yourself, you like I don't. I think I've said this before. Uh, like I have my action figures and I have my comics and I have my Xbox mm. and you know you're you're a fifty, nearly fifty year old man with three daughters and they're bringing their boyfriend, big six foot four boyfriends around, and they see me roast. Like you kind of feel a bit like kiddie. Like I don't know. I my wife says don't be silly, and my daughter said don't be silly. You're you are who you are, Dad. But I always get a bit. A little bit embarrassed over, which is that's just my own insecurities, I suppose. Yeah, but you shouldn't do though, because no, I know that, and, and I try not to. Um, yeah, but I do know when there's people coming, I do put stuff away that's around me. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, most most people I know, sort of like you, know, who would come round to the house, know anyway now, and uh, it's amazing actually the number of people who you never suspect are exactly the same as you and they have all of that sort of like nerdy stuff but um, I think what sort of like gets me is when you get the sort of um, you know person who will name every football match you know every every team has ever been and who scored what goal in what yeah, you know that, what season and not you know for what team and stuff like that and where's football gear and then turns around and criticizes you because you've got a poster you know or a picture oh, yeah. on your wall of you know like star wars or something it's sort of like uh pot kettle and black there pal you're a complete football nerd but i'm you know a, i'm a complete football nerd as well <laughs> yeah like well, I, I watch yeah. games in black and white if i'm at work i'd have the the ipad on on the old sports channels with black and white in the background, I'd have and on the blue speakers and just have the old commentaries. I love mm. football, so I'm kind of an all in. Look, it's just you know it's your own kind of like you know as you get older you get a bit, a bit I don't know odd. I'd yeah, that's my wife says. I, I, I never be ashamed <laughs> of who you are, though. You know, because people either have to accept you or not, and if they don't accept you, then don't bother with it. Yeah, that's true. You know. You, 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 your own, your own person. You should never, never be ashamed of the fact that you know of what you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's face it, you and their boyfriends have one thing in common: them. Yes, true. Yeah. So you know, and they're be always going to be more scared of you. Oh yeah, there's definitely a fear factor. I've got loads of big knives, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I had a g- uh, girlfriend once who um, one day uh, her mother, she was say found found us in a compromising <laughs> situation, and uh, after her mother had gone, uh, she turned around to me and said, "My dad has a shotgun." Oh, <laughs> I was very nervous. I would have been on the window straight away. 
<laughs> I went out with her for three years, so, oh, so we're okay. all right. She must be wanted, so. Uh, not in the end, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, sure. um, the other thing I've had uh, this week as well is in North Yorkshire, we do uh, a thing called Safeguarding Week mm. at this time every year. Um, so, because you know that I work in safeguarding for yeah. children and uh, working with the North Yorkshire and City of York um, adults boards and the children board over at York as well, or partnership now we are, we're not boards anymore. Um, we've, you know, I've been involved in sort of like organising a safeguarding week uh, event, which is just going out through social media with the hashtag of tell us your concerns. So, oh, okay. you know, this is about sort of like looking at domestic abuse, online abuse, like radicalisation, uh, something called county lines and cuckooing. Right. Um, and mental health and well-being, you know, because of the COVID sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, children and adults who uh, are at home are not necessarily in a safe place yeah, that's, because that's of, tough. you know, things like domestic abuse and online abuse and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's tough. So, yeah, uh, yeah so that's, uh, you know, been doing some, adv- uh, some, some doing some tweets and stuff like that and, you know, other, well, sort of, you know, launching a lot of uh, what we call one-minute guides or OMGs, oh, okay. as we call, call them, uh, you know, that helps people understand what that subject's all about. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing a bit of that. I'd also been doing a bit more on my house, um, I've got an absolutely fantastic neighbour uh, called Rob, right? Uh, who's been, you know, he's been seeing the fact that I've been going up and down the start seeing it. You know, he helped us out uh, a good bit when uh, we were moving my mum in uh, to the house, you know, after my dad died. Yeah. And uh, he's been, um, you know, doing some work on uh, my house over at Stortsey as well, you know, and things like... Um, stripping wallpaper off walls so that I can paint them and uh, took down a built-in cupboard that was so old. It was, you know, uh, I think it's a, you know, an ancient type of wood yeah. it was made out of that had died out a hundred thousand years ago, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the wardrobe was that old. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing sort of like stuff like that, but he's a good mate, That's you know, good. especially it's, for doing yeah. stuff like that. Fair play to I, I think, to be fair, I think he's... Uh, bored because he's yeah, he, he is retired you know he's been retired oh, for, okay. yeah he's a he's, he's if you know what i mean he's uh he's he is retirement age now but he's been retired a lot longer and i think he's just bored about sitting at home with his wife <laughs> more than anything else but he's uh yeah he's been doing that so that's been really good but as that's well good. So. help me speed up the old process anyway. <clears throat> well i hope so i hope so i'm gonna get another skip because I'm at that point again where I can fill the, oh the thing up, because I've got to rip up all of the carpets, ready for new carpets to go down and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. So, You'll work ahead yeah. Of still, so. Yeah, so it's still going to cost me another few thousand quid yet. Yeah, whoa, whoa. invest now for the, the long term, man. That's, the, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, shall we go on to uh, gaming this week? Yep. So, gaming this week, and we've got loads of news. It's yeah, uh, actually week. been been really good uh, for news uh, for, for a change. I suppose everybody's getting back to work now. Yeah. Do you want to go on with the first bit? 
Yeah, I'll um, start off and thanks you to the old news this week and uh, as always I appreciate it. Um, so Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed till the 19th of November. Um, in a statement that was published on the official twi- Twitter account, CD Projekt Red co-founder and head of the studio wrote, at the time we are writing these words, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished both content and gameplay wise. The quests, the cutscenes, the skills and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer. It's all there, but with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics and fix a lot of bugs. So it's it's a big delay, but again, if, if it makes the game better, it's great. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the day that the Xbox is released as well. No? I think it'll be around about then. Yeah, so that's a good one to pick up. Like I know they're not doing the full upgrade for next gen. They said they won't be till next year. But it'll have mm. some enhancement, won't it, for the Xbox Smart Play. It will. So I think that's a good game to pick up on day one. I'm I'm okay with that. There's a, you know not that I'm playing much games at the moment. <laughs> so mm. what? Well, how do you feel about? It? Are you disappointed? Were you looking forward to it in September? No, I'm uh, quite glad that it's given me a little bit longer to uh, wait for that game. Yeah. Just because, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've uh, well, started on The Last of Us Part 2. Never completed Last of Us Part 1, but that's a different story. Okay. Um, but I've just got loads of games to complete. So, you know, having some stalling for a little while is not a massive issue for yeah. me. And again, it's, it's, it's a good game to pick up with your new console mm. do you know what I mean I mean even if you wait to get Last of Us 2 for the PS5 they've said it's got, you can, it's playable Like even though they're this gen they're still great games to play I'm I'm, best, I'm hoping they will be for an even next gen you know mm. and like you yeah. have new content to play day one uh, extra bit of content to play day one we'll say so I'm okay with mm. it as well I'm not too pushed on it so yeah. next one yeah, me too uh, yeah, so PS5 dev says about the DualSense controller will change the way you experience virtual worlds. Mm. So Bugsnax, which was one of the PS5 revealed games, um, is set to take advantage of the PS5 DualSense controller's haptic feedback feature. So in an interview with US uh, gamer Philip Tipidewiski, I presume that's how you pronounce yeah. it, co-founder and president of uh, developer Young Horses, who were responsible for Octodad, discussed the uh, PS5 DualSense controller uh, will bring, or what it will bring to the table and how it adds a new type of sensory experience to the game. Running around in an environment and feeling the different types of terrain under your feet while spinning is really cool and weird, uh, the uh, co-founder said. Past vibration in uh, games uh, has felt good. It's had a nice addition, but it's never been essential. I guess now it feels like it's a big difference in the game, whether it's running through uh, the stream of water or trying to catch bug snacks. Uh, it'll bring your trap... Uh, and f- Sorry, it, it being in your trap or finding... Oh, is it they tried to escape? You can feel how intense it is and how close it is to escaping. So I think that this might be quite a big feature for yeah, the I'm, I'm, next gen. I'm interested is, you know, in this, this haptic well. feedback. Yeah, I'm interested in this as well. Um, and I think more so in 
I think for car games, I think this is going to be very interesting. If you're going like mm. from tarmac to to mud to gravel, or even if you're playing like one of the like um, the Call of Duty games or something, and you're in an airplane, or if you're uh, driving along in one of the jeeps or tanks or something, if you feel different feedback from from the environment down underneath you. Yeah, I still don't know. I'm interested in it, but I don't know. Is it a gimmicky? Will Will he be switching it off because it'll get annoying? You know, that's I don't know. Um, I don't know because um, the Xbox controllers had something done with the triggers, didn't they? Yeah, but I turned mine. I turned a lot of my rumbles and feedback and all that stuff down. Um, especially I was when I was playing Assassin's Creed. Every time, really? yeah, because every time I did, uh, um, I, I like a, a, a certain kill or a certain action, my controller used to vibrate mental, like it used to drive me bare me. So then I just turned all the settings down on the Elise. It might have been just up too high. Maybe it was more my issue than the game. I had mm. I had everything up high, but I'm not a big Rumble fan anyway on joysticks. It, it, I you know either way I'm not too. But I, I, if it if it works, it'll be interesting, you know, if you can feel rain and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think you're right, though. I think where it really will come into it sort of be driving games. I think driving games, if you can feel the car sliding. Yeah. Can you imagine if you can feel the back end of the car sliding out on you, or you can feel the torque if you're kind of stuck in the mud? Like, you know. Yeah, things like rally games yeah. or, you know, bad weather game, you know driving that would be you could feel the car slowing really down or going faster so yeah uh, it's an interesting premise and i mean it's uh, if it works uh, brilliant i know the switch controllers joy cons have something mm. similar from playing games myself i've noticed that they do it very well on their controllers you can feel certain things in certain parts of your hand and stuff you know i it's, yeah. it's good like yeah i'm I'm good, and that game Bug Snatch, that that thing is definitely taken the internet by storm as well. It mm. seems to be the the thing to meet do all the memes and the song and everything seems to be popping up everywhere. I think well, it's very kiddie sort of focused as well, yeah. isn't it? Mm. So yeah, I go on to the next one. Yeah. So this is kind of out of nowhere, big news. I was quite surprised when I saw it last night when I came home. Uh, Microsoft are shutting down Mixer live streaming platform in july so microsoft is shutting down its live streaming platform mixer on the 22nd of july and partnering with facebook gaming instead mixer initially launched under the name beam in 2016 and was acquired by microsoft who rebranded the platform the following year however despite the company's efforts to boast the popularity of the service which included signing of the ninja and um in 2019 for an exclusive deal it's live streaming venture struggle against competition from twitch youtube and facebook in an interview with the the verge head of gaming phil spencer said the company started pretty far behind in terms of where mixer's monthly active views were compared to some of the bigger players out there and explained the decision to partner with facebook gaming was in large part a matter of scale that's interesting. When we think about xCloud and the opportunity to unlock gameplay for 2 billion players, we know it's going to critically, uh, critically import, it, it, it's going to be critically important that our services find large audiences and Facebook clearly give us the opportunity, Spencer explained. 
Microsoft is undoubtedly hoping its Xbox gaming service, which will be interactive with the Xbox Game Pass later this year, will gain an immediate advantage over similar offerings such as Google's beleaguered Stadia by piggybacking onto Facebook's massive ex- existing user base. Now, first thing I get out of this is, have you ever gone onto Facebook Gaming Hidden, and like you do with Twitch, and just watch people play on Facebook? I personally can I be honest. I, I, I personally, I didn't even know there wasn't. I didn't even know there was. I didn't Facebook gaming thing. I didn't either because the first thing I did last night was I googled Facebook gaming app. You know, from my phone, because mm-hmm. I said if they're going mix is going over to it. There's a couple of streamers that like yourself. You know, there's a couple of guys uh, of our people that listen to us actually use Mixer because it kind of connects to Xbox, and I've seen them play games and it comes up in my phone and stuff. So I said, right, I'll go with that. And there's not even an app for it on, on your phone. It's been no. it's been um, turned down five times by Apple over the last year. It couldn't pass the criteria to get into the... And the Apple Store puts up massive crap. So I don't understand why they wouldn't need that happen. So well, it must have been a pretty bad app. I think the only person that has done all well of this is um, Ninja. He got a $30 million payout. Because they offered him double to move over to Facebook, and he turned it down. And he took he took the, the three-year contract he had left. He took the full payment of the thirty million. They had to pay him off. But it's kind of sad. There's a lot of people. I've seen some YouTube videos now of streamers reacting who were on Mixer, and like a lot of them learned about it online. They were shocked and. They now have to go over to Facebook and they're getting no financial reasons to do it. They're losing out on all the work they've done. It's kind of sad, really. Mm. But again, Mixer, it, it, it was never a great streaming service, Hayden, was it? <laughs> to be honest, in terms of streaming services, I only think of really two, and that is either facebook or twitch i, I don't you know yeah. uh, mixer has always been there and i always thought it was quite well supported to be honest because there was always loads and loads of uh people on on there watching stuff you see anytime i went but, on to find like a game that i was interested in to watch on mix like to, to purchase my next purchase and you go and you type in we'll say well i'd say i'll say la no, i won't say last of us i'll say halo right so we'll say halo's coming out and I type it into Mixer and then it gives you all the live streams. Then you click on the the highest viewed live stream, who's the most people are watching. It was never very high. Like you might have two or three hundred people watching the new Halo game, we'll say. And that was kind of the highest viewership for that. Where if you go on to Twitch, then you'd have 20,000 people watching Fortnite mm. or watching like 300,000 people watching an event. It never got that. Even Ninja's numbers were very low. Like he was only taking in some like twenty five percent of the views he was getting on Twitch. Apparently, mm. you know. And I think people are, are. It's like having an iPhone. You're kind of in that universe, aren't you? I think Twitch is very similar. Everybody yeah. has the apps installed on their phones. They have all the people they follow. Subscribe. They have the people they put their Prime subscription to. You know what I mean? So I think that universe well, is hard for people to break out of. <clears throat> I mean, the only thing I ever broadcast to anyway is Twitch. Yeah. But I I can't even think of... 
I don't think you can even directly stream to Facebook, can you, from uh, I, uh, the Xbox? I honestly know nothing about it. I clicked on it, I typed in Facebook Gaming, and it brought up um, just like all these um, covers for games. And then you clicked on a game like Fortnite, and then it brought you to people playing Fortnite. But I didn't know any of them. I, there was only a few people watching them. Mm. I, I don't know. It, I never knew about it. So maybe I'm just so old. Maybe weird. it's popular. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's it's weird. Definitely. Like weird. I wonder, did Facebook pay a lot for it, Mixer, or did they just hand it over, or hold it? I don't know. No idea. No idea, because when I saw the the story, I was I was more shocked. Yeah, that it's it, actually it, gone. It, it, it kind of dropped very sudden, didn't it? it kind of, and then it just blew up. From what I could see on, mm. on when I came home last night on my Twitter feed, there was a lot. I know there was a couple of people who were podcasting at the time, um, and they were kind of reacting to it as it happens, you know. And they were quite yeah. shocked about it. I think it was it's quite a it was quite it's quite a big news event, really, isn't it? You know, maybe it's something to think about as well. Is it a coincidence the fact that Facebook has also has Oculus Rift? Yeah. The Xbox does not have VR. Yeah, but I'm just saying that the Xbox now the next one's coming out right in we'll say November. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're not going to have a streaming service on that, except for Twitch now integrate that because at the moment Twitch is not integrated very well to the Xbox. You have to go... No, it's a separate app. Yeah, it's a separate yeah. app where the PlayStation, you just click a button and you can stream to whichever... It's pretty much... Like, it's pretty fast. I, I, I don't usually do it, but I know it's there and I can, you can get onto it fast. And now with this new share button that they have on the... Or the share button they have on the new controller, I'm guessing Twitch is going to be the prime one there. It'd, they'd be mad if they didn't, mm. wouldn't they? Well, not if they partner in with Facebook, that's... That's sort of like got to be the way. But See, that sounds very I, damaging I think to part me. Of, yeah, I think part of the uh, problem with Mixer has always been the fact that it's more or less exclusively been Xbox. Yes. Yeah. Because you can, I, I'm not aware of a Mixer app for the PlayStation. No, I think it's just PC think, and Xbox platform, basically, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so, yeah. you know, and occasionally you would see, like, a twi- uh, a Switch game on there, but that's if somebody's gone through, um, you know, a video card. Or Elgado or something like that, is it, or whatever it yeah. is, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh... that sort of thing. But that's the only way that I can actually think that they've actually, I've ever actually seen anything like that, because those services don't, they don't stream to Mixer. Yeah. And... I mean, the PlayStation... Yeah, but... At this generation, the PlayStation, out of the two main consoles, is definitely the best one for streaming. Oh, 100% agree because, with you, yeah. Because... Definitely. Yeah. The, but it's still a long, long way from being really good. Because you... the If, if you put the chat on the side of the window, it's awful. Yeah. Because the the text is too big, yeah. You know, some words won't even fit wholly no, on the one sen- line. Sentences won't. It doesn't show the whole sentence if there's too much. As well. Yeah, it's it it's just blubbing awful, and you can't uh, tailor it that much. You know, you can't put on like animated graphics and stuff, no. all of that sort of thing. So, 
but in terms of uh, the Xbox, yeah, the Xbox does have the Twitch app, and that is actually the it actually works okay. You just can't, you know, you have to have another device to look at Twitch to see if anyone's talking, talking to, to you. Yeah, another chat window open. Yeah, yeah, which is annoying. Yeah, so. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a bit up and up and down, but I'm a, I'm sorry to see it go. I'm too, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry for people who like there's people who make a living off it. I mean, I don't know how well they do, but they they must make some sort of between you know the tips they get and or, or the subscriptions they get or how that works and stuff. There was a few people I've seen who are very vocally upset over it, you know. Um, mm. but Ninja's made out like a bandit. He's got thirty million in his back pocket, and now he can go back to Twitch. So. Yeah, who'll probably give him another 15 million to go to them. Yeah. I personally don't watch him myself, so. No, neither do I. Well, no. It's Fortnite, isn't it? So who cares? So that's you know, all. Uh, yeah, that's all the news. Not a game that you play. Yeah, I don't play Fortnite. Right. No, I can't stand it. No. I, I didn't mind playing it a couple of times, but. It, it's one of those games that you quickly run out I, of steam with. I played it five times, and on the fifth time, I got a win. Yeah. And then I said, well, I got my win now. There's no point playing anymore, so I never went back to it. Fair <laughs> enough. But that was in its early days. Um, yeah. And I got my win because I hid in a bush. I just kept going from... When the circle was shrinking, I kept going from bush to bush to bush until eventually yeah. I was, like, two left, and I had a sniper. And while he was running around, I took him out and I got I got the win. It wasn't anything special. Yeah. But I was like, well, that's the, I'm not a massive Battle Royale fan. Anyway. I, I, I've never played the Call of Duty. I've never played PUBG or any of those kinds of ones. So. I, have, I have to admit, I don't like uh, PUBG at all. Yeah. And I, 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 I just never get on with it. I just feel that it doesn't look good. Mm. Um, you know, especially on Xbox. I was kind of hoping they did the reveal there for and the EA Play, which was was the EA Play that was a terrible um, show. I don't know did you catch it? And they showed the, the gameplay of um, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which I have to say I, I oh, was that. interested in. It looks really good, but I, I yeah. kept I kept hoping they were going to do some sort of battle royale mode in it. Somehow, I don't know how you'd implement it, but like, like a hundred. Y X wings or Y wings or Tie fighters, mm. all in one massive space, and you could kind of use meteors or meteorites or something. You can go into it to get upgrades and all that kind of stuff and and close it. <laughs> I think that'd be great crack. I I'd play that. I, th- I think that the problem with Rogue Squadron though is it's another five v five game. Yeah, I I agree with you. Well, I like the one where they had the five versus the fleet mode. Where you yeah. have to take down the outer ships, you're kind of taking out the outer ships and going toward into the center to take out the main cruisers and stuff. I like the look of that, and yeah. you can play as defender or you can play as attacker. I enjoyed that. Mm. I thought that'd be good to try, but I mean, it's going to be cheap enough as well by all accounts, and it looks and it's all in cockpit. You can't do third person. Um, mm. so I I I looking for I might give that a go, but again, like I said to you, my my gaming at the moment like I'm even contemplating now picking the consoles up day one I don't know will I have the time or even the to, to play them f- until next year you know 
I'm sure things will start to settle down. Um, I think we're going to be solid hidden till Christmas. I think right up till January. No, where we have there's a lot of we have a lot of t- things to make up and a lot of we've lost three months, you know. So we have to make back a good chunk of it. So, mm. but we'll see. I'm probably being dramatic as well, maybe. <laughs> okay, let, let's deal with the uh, new releases. Yeah. So uh, we've got. First off, on the 25th, well, uh, all of these are either tomorrow or the day after. Uh, so the 25th, we've got Mr. Driller, Driller Land on the PC and Switch. We've got Hunting Simulator 2 on PC, PS4 and Xbox One. And we've also got the fantastic Truck and Logistics Simulator on the Switch. And that's what's coming out. Bloody hell. And that's it. No wonder last of us is selling so well. There's nothing else yeah. to compete against it. They they timed that release perfectly. They first oh, well certainly yeah. did. Mind you, it could have been a little bit better if it was at the beginning of uh, you know of the COVID uh, lockdown well, rather it, than it, at the it end. Well, it suited me better as well. But I, I maybe I should have emailed them and told them. That they, prob- <laughs> they probably didn't want to go up against Final Fantasy though. Yeah, that did or Animal Crossing even. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think Final Fantasy that would have been a real battle royale between the yeah. uh, franchises, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, do you want to do Game Pass? Yeah. Um, I just want to say there. I saw that this today as well on Twitter. The Two Two Human is free for all Xbox gamers. You know, every now and then Xbox kind of throw a game up for free, and it, they don't really they yeah. don't really tell anybody. It just kind of people find out. So Two Human is free for Xbox gamers. You can play it in the Xbox One, and they're also giving all the armor and all the extras for free as well. So if you just go to the Xbox website, you can click it. And Two Human is kind of an RPG game. It's not too bad. It, it, it it's it's an okay, but free is free, and it's another one to your collection if you don't have it. Yeah, that uh, I think it was me who actually stuck that up on uh, oh, the Facebook. Group. I saw, I saw the yeah. as well. I saw a couple of people actually twitch. It actually got a bit of traction. There was a few people had it up hidden. I, I saw. It must be. Yeah, it's. A, I have to admit, I I thought it wasn't a bad game. It had a few problems, yeah. but you know, generally speaking, I uh, quite enjoyed it. I completed it. You know, it was a uh, an early uh, three hundred and sixty completion. Yeah. Uh, was that one? I didn't want to care, but I did complete the story. Well, I did the Epic Game mindset. I said, click, download, or click, buy, free, add it to this library. Might play it someday, but it, you know, I have it there if I want it. So that's yeah, kind of what I, I did. <laughs> so, right, leaving Game Pass is uh, Metro Exodus, Life is Strange 2, ACA Neo Geo Metal Slug 10, Neon Chrome. Shadow, oh, that's Shadow Tactics Blades of Shogun. This game is fantastic. It's like um, Desperado 3 that's out at the moment, but mm-hmm. it's done in samurai format and it's unbelievable. I have it on PlayStation and on Xbox. Really worth a go. Uh, Steam World Dig 2, uh, The Flame, The Flood for Valhalla, and Battlefleet Gothic Armada Win 10. Right, and just added recently is. Oh, it's. How's this now? Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2. Oh, so they got rid of number one. They added two. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. I thought it was a misprint. So they've added two. Took away one from you. They're after adding Battletech PC. Um, Dungeon of Endless on the Xbox One and PC. Kingdom's Heart 1.5. 2.5 Remix. Kingdom's Heart 2.8. The Final Chapter Prologue. This is a big one. No Man's Sky. That's a, that's a good game to get in the pass. 
the Bard's Tale mm. on PC Xbox, Throne Breaker. This is a good one, and I think you're probably going to chat later on. Is the West of the Dead? I've heard good things about this. I'm looking forward to hearing what you say. And then Endless Legend on PC as well. So they took away some good ones, added some good ones, which is always the case for PC for Game Pass, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And we now know that stuff can re-enter mm. Game Pass as well because uh, City Skylines came yes. back, didn't it? And they it? gave a free uh, upgrade, a free do- um, DLC as well for it. Some a green mm. a green pack or something I think, some sort of environmentally one that apparently is for free as well. So that's good. Yeah, yeah look, good. I like Game Pass. It's, if if you don't have it, you're you know you're missing out. Oh, definitely. It's well worth definitely. the money. So, um, so Epic Store hidden. Yep. Yeah, so Epic Store free now. Uh, well, until tomorrow, which is the twenty fifth of June, uh, we have uh, Pathway and AER Memories of Old, and then from the twenty fifth to the second of July, we've got Stranger Things three, the game. Oh, is it? That's a good game. The PC one, is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an art. That's a good game. I played that for a bit on the PC. I might have to. Yeah, try that one out. it actually it, it it's very enjoyable, and it, it kind of continues the story on uh, from two. It's it's pretty good. Mm. Um, cool. So that's and there's what what days we so we should be soon finding out what next month will be for Plus and for Game Pass, PlayStation Plus and yeah. Game Pass usually come out within what today's twenty fourth, so we should know in yeah, next three be- or four days. I'd say. Again, probably be next week for PlayStation, though, won't it? Because they come out about on the fifth. Yeah, they do. Usually the first Tuesday of the the month, isn't it? They they release them. Yeah, I think that's their format. I'm just going on to Epic there now, where we're chatting and downloading those games, <laughs> <laughs> adding to collection. Yeah, why not? Why Sorry. not, indeed? <laughs> yeah, that's strange. So, Things Three uh, is good. That's a good game to give. They give some great games in that Epic. I say it every week. It's a guess. They do. To do it's well worth yeah. it if you're a PC gamer or if you think you might get a PC at some point, it's well worth uh, just dipping in and just add your registering it yeah. for your free version. Yeah, because the launcher as well isn't so. bad. The Epic launcher, it's quite a, a clean system as well with the game library and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've got about eighty games on mine. Yeah, I'm not far off, and no, I have uh, a good few now as well. I, I, I think I missed out the first few weeks. Um, yeah, uh, but I have a good collection there, so yeah. But I've only bought one. Well, I haven't bought any, so you beat me there as well. Well, I I bought. Um, oh yes, um, Borderlands Three, which you didn't get on, but yeah. which I loved. It's fun, yeah. Mm. Right. So okay, so uh, gaming this week, uh, or our gaming this week. Uh, what have you played? Um, I PC, just hope, yeah. PC I've game? only played um. One game on PC, uh, Snow Runner, the kind of the sequel to Mud Runner that came out there a couple of years ago. All oh, right, yeah, um, yeah. I, I picked this up on the PC. I actually, have it on my laptop um, because it's it gives like ten, fifteen, twenty minutes breaks at work. I kind of hop on and play with my Xbox controller. Um, so it's a sandbox style kind of trucking simulator where the enemy is in time. It's kind of the harsh and hostile terrain. That's kind of the the, the, basically the story of it so SnowRunner mm-hmm. is a 2020 off-road simulating video game developed by Sabre Interactive 
um, it's very similar to its predecessor and um, Mud Runner, and expand a, a kind of more of expanded version of it. Um, this player has complete control of off-road vehicles as you kind of tra- uh, traverse between locations to complete objectives. It's very kind of like side questy style game. You know, you're given quests and you have to complete them. Um, the game, which I didn't really know, but I figured out from kind of getting some notes for the show, it was it was going to be called Mud Runner Two in August of 2018, and then as the game progressed and they added snow and other stuff to it they changed the name and later revealed it to be snow runner um mm. it has 15 locations in this uh, kind of so it's how i describe it it's branded it's 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 how i describe it now it's a kind of a harsh difficulty it's really kind of uniquely slow paced but it's really kind of infectious and rewarding i find um as in kind of short of time at the moment it's been perfect for playing on my as I've been short in time at the moment it's been perfect for playing on my laptop and breaks and stuff as I said I actually find this very much I I I played Dark Souls games and Bloodborne and those kind of games and you know that's feeling when you kill the boss or if you kill if you kill like something that you spend hours constantly trying to dying and going back and learning its moves and its, its, its move sets and stuff I actually found very similar reaction to playing this game when I completed a difficult mission or a difficult thing. Like, there's moments in SnowRunner when I was kind of stuck halfway up a mountain. My wheels were, like, churning. They were stuck in mud and a slope. Um, and it was just, like, this maddening struggle. I was going nowhere. And, like, the more I fought, the, the deeper the tires were digging into the ground. And, mm. like, you can use a winch to get to a tree to help you but the tree was always kind of out of reach but then like you kind of keep working away I always manage to kind of move my off-roader a little bit sludge it a little bit up higher change the weight at the back of the truck and like with some dumb luck or with just pure kind of stubbornness I'd always kind of just get free and get up over the hill or and it sounds a bit frustrating to people the way maybe I'm talking about it like you think that's but it's actually quite satisfying I really enjoyed it like completing the missions earns you currency that you get to spend on better vehicles and you could build up your fleet of trucks then allowing you to kind of tackle rougher ground travel deeper into the wilds and get more more lucrative jobs bigger um the bigger jobs and more money then then you can buy bigger trucks and you can upgrade your trucks which is great good fun actually upgrading the trucks um, the interface, the menu, it's very good. I like the menu. It. The the environments are massive. Um, like some missions could take you an hour. Like a simple side mission could take an hour, or an hour or two to do. Um, there's three locations in the game. Um, they all kind of have unique terrain, weather, atmosphere. So you kind of start in Michigan, and you go through like autumnal forest, winding mountain paths, rocky kind of plateaus. Um, and it's kind of been hit with flooding so you'd find yourself kind of submerged a lot in water so then you upgrade your we'll say your truck by getting a higher um, what to call it at the back of a truck to stop from flooding exhaust pipe into the engine mm-hmm. that sort of waters and flood the engine and all that kind of stuff so you're, you're constantly kind of thinking and planning your routes and stuff you can go into the maps and put your GPS down to see you to plan you can plan like 20 different routes to to get to the we'll say to get to a fuel point 
you can go a, a traditional route which is longer and takes you like an, uh, on the outskirts of, of the of the the mountain or something so then you use up more fuel and your time is running out or you can plan to go up over the mountain so then you got to plan the truck the tires so it's really fun like that um the next one then is alaska um which again puts that's where the snow comes from in the snow runner and it kind of hurls all kind of wintry chaos and deep snow and there's drifts if you get stuck and it's snowing it builds up on the side of the truck and it pushes you away and there's lakes that you have to cross that are like icy lakes but you can hear the cracking of the ice and stuff and then the last one's in russia um it's kind of a rugged peninsula um there's forestry it's really swampy marshes and dark dark roads and really kind of bleak and overcast um sky so what i find is fun is like as you build your fleet, I know I've got about seven or eight trucks at the moment. If you're stuck on a mission, if you get stuck completely on, the, on your truck, you can actually switch out of the truck straight away back to another truck in the garage, then drive out to the truck that you were in and pull yourself out of the t- to help mm. yourself. So it's really fun. The only downside is that if if the truck the, the trucks get damaged and if the damage is irre- it can't be fixed. You have to call out uh, help. If you have to call out uh, an emergency truck to help you, and to the game resets back to the very beginning of the mission. Now, there's been missions where I had 45 minutes done and I lost all my work and you had to go right back. I just found if they had a few checkpoints would be good in that situation. Mm. I'm about seven, six, seven, eight hours in, I think. Um... I'm really enjoying it, like I said, uh, as you know, I'm not doing The Last of Us. Um, I'm watching kind of people play that on Twitter and stuff and things. Um, so, yeah, that's, as I said to you earlier on, my gaming year ahead, I'm kind of looking at, like, I really want to get Ghost of Tsushima, and that's definitely on my list to get day one. I think that's going to be a, must, a different buy, but up till, for the rest of the year, I'm kind of looking, I have other stuff going on. And my gaming, right. so I'll probably be talking more about TV shows and movies on here as mm. you move forward, if that's okay. Hopefully the odd game thrown yeah, in sure. like I did here with Snowrunner. I enjoyed it. I got it for, for, I think it was like 12 euros on PC. It was very, very cheap. It looks stunning. Mm. I'm playing this in 4K Ultra with all the settings up high on my laptop. I have a pretty good laptop um, that I use at work. Um, and I'm using my Bluetooth Xbox controller on it which is a great little controller it connects instantly you know i tried it with the keys and it just didn't feel right so if you enjoy that kind of stuff it's very slow paced so it's nice there's it's not you know it's a good game i'd recommend it I, yeah i've uh, i've played the the previous game yeah it is a very slow sort of tactical uh, kind of game that you've got to yeah. play. You've got to really plan out what you want to do and learn the terrain yeah. as well. Because there are routes that you can take as shortcuts. Yeah, but you need, I think, what I start to learn from the shortcuts is you have to kind of wait till you have truck upgraded with better winch or more, better engine, better tyres to take the shortcuts. So it, it kind of makes you think about that kind of stuff. I'm enjoying it. I only chewed on kind of to have a look. I've seen people playing it on mm. Twitter, on Twitch, and on YouTube and stuff. You know, you kind of see it pops up every now and then. And mm-hmm. for some reason, and I haven't really been into those 
truck simulators or that kind of stuff. But I'm actually enjoying it. It's pretty good. Cool. Cool. Always good when you get a game that's yeah, good. So I'll take it you've uh, given up on Assassin's Creed then at the moment. I overdid it. I, I completely overdosed Hayden. I, I have the I have mm. the DLC. I, um, I played the up to the section where you go and to start the DLC. You kind of have to play it in the single and on, on the original version and to go into Atlantis mm-hmm. and stuff. I played all that. So I'm up. I'm ready to go on it. I just think I'm going to give it a break. I, I played like a hundred and. 50, 60 hours, like, all told. It, yeah. I just overdid it. And I'm way overpowered as well. I'm, like, at level 80 or something. Um, and I'm absolutely destroying everything. So I might have to go to settings mm. and just rechange things to make it more of a challenge, maybe, as well. Mm. The last thing that you want to do, though, is get that... Um saturated by it that you don't want to play Valhalla. Yeah, that, that was kind of thing as well, I was thinking. Now... I'll see you next month how I am. I think Ghost of Tsushima is, is definitely the big one next month for me in July, middle of July. Mm. I, I might take, I might hopefully plan one or two days off around that and, and I'll give that a good couple of hours. So, good yeah, plan. I think I will. Always good to have a gaming day. Yeah, but it's just, I haven't <laughs> done that for a while and it's just the Ghost of Tsushima is everything I love. It's samurais, it's Asian culture, it's... Like I'm going to play it in with subtitles, Japanese, uh, if they do it, hopefully. Mm. And the English subtitles, like I want to really be immersed in it, you know. So yeah. I'm, v- I'm yeah. very excited for that. Yeah, it does look fantastic. Yeah, there was more gameplay as well today, I think, released another 14, 15 minutes. And I watched that mm. today as well while I was doing the notes and um, on my break. And they showed all the new stances, uh, the new samurai stances and stuff you can do and I think they have the controls pretty from what I can see uh, it's not going to be over complicated you know yeah I know what you mean I know what you mean so yourself Uh, yeah myself uh, first game I've played is West of Dead oh yeah so this one is one that's on uh, Game Pass now on the PC and basically you step into the boots of a dead man known as uh, William Mason who's voiced by none other than Hellboy himself, the great uh, Ron Perlman. So, and uh, basically you descend into uh, this grim and gritty world of purgatory. Right. uh, Which it's all set in. Uh, The game, I don't want to say it's not fast-paced, but it's kind of (laughs) fast-paced, if you know what I mean. (laughs) it's, It's either... Um, you know, you have to be quite quick on your reflexes because of uh, going into an area where there's bad guys. Otherwise, it's there's no pace at yeah. all. It's just whatever pace you want to go at it with because it is a cover-based sort of shooter, but sort of taken from um, a bit of a strange angle. It's not like behind that you would have on Gears of War, but it's not isometric okay. either. Although it's probably closer to isometric than anything else. It looks a bit isometric, the trailers I Um, saw, yeah. Yeah, Um, but it's just not quite, you know what I mean? But it is that sort of angle. 2.5 isometric. Yeah. So, uh, but it's uh, basically, it's uh, a twin stick uh, shooter, which also links in with that uh, tactical cover usage. Okay. And the idea behind the gameplay is, uh, obviously, you 
uh, when, when you start off, you're in these tunnels and you have to, uh, you know, dodge enemies who will come and rush at you, hide behind stuff, and then take out the enemies, uh, you know, with your uh, gun. Right. Uh, or hand-to-hand combat, whichever way uh, around it you want to do it, you know, outgun your enemies um, and, you know, move on to the next area, as it were. So the game is, uh, as you've said, you know, sort of like this sort of, it's, it's, it is actually 3D. It's not 2.5D okay. really, because, you know, yeah, because you do move around in, in the location. Um, personally, what I found is, I found the, the, um, Graphically, it's sort of done like a comic book, but also sort of done cell shaded okay. as well. So it's sort of like that interesting sort of mix, as it were. Um, it doesn't come across as like a sort of like four sort of manga, though. It's you know, it's got a so very definite sort of visual style. But I found that the color palette to be really quite yeah. drab uh, in it. Uh, lighting is a really big thing in this game because the lights in the environments have very very you know they cast very very strong uh codes of light okay and everything else is in near darkness so uh enemies are quite well hidden so if you just walk straight into a room you'll suddenly be getting loads of shots going at you from all over the place very very quickly um what um I wouldn't say it's an overly outstanding game. I think that there are a couple of weird pauses in the game when you have dialogue and that sort yeah. of thing. And the controls felt kind of average, um, you know, like a number of other twin-stick shooters, really. But for me, the standout thing in this game was Ron Perlman's voice, um, you know, because, you know, he's a he's great for voice acting. Yeah. Uh, you know, listening to his uh, his tones, but uh, yeah, I was I was just a bit disappointed. I mean, the environments are procedurally driven, um, but they they're just not very exciting. Um, and I actually got stuck at one point because I'd cleared out literally every pathway in uh, this sort of dungeon area that I was yeah. in. And I came up against this uh, gap that I had to get over. And it said, you're missing a key component to be able to get over this, or to be able to use this uh, sort of like crossing point. And no matter where I went in the environment, it wasn't there. So I was a bit disappointed. Yeah. You know, Is this exclusive um, to Xbox? Uh, PC. Oh, it's PC. It's not on an Xbox One, no? No, no, oh, it's okay. PC. Oh, it's PC. I, I, I saw a trailer yeah. for that. I think I saw it as well, maybe at one of their direct, Microsoft Directs or whatever they did. I think I saw it as a, briefly on that. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks yeah. okay, but um, there's not a lot of uh, difference in between environments. Yeah. You know, it's it's... It just felt very similar all the way through. Uh, the only difference seemed to be is that the environment would be drawn red and then suddenly it would be like beige okay. or something. Or, and it'd be a dull red. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like a vivid 
and I, I think that they could have made a bit more of the graphics in terms of that. But I wasn't I wasn't um, a great fan of the game. I, I played it for um, an hour, two hours, and sort of like thought, ah, this isn't really. Are you want to finish it? I'm, I'm not. No, oh, I'm not. Okay, I'm so not. I've already I've already installed it. it I must wasn't. Be bad, so. uh, if the achievement, if the achievement <clears throat> horror won't finish it. Well, to be honest, I, I don't think I even got an achievement oh, really? in it. Yeah, um, I think it's one of those games that's quite oh, stingy okay, on achievements yeah, grind as well. And but grind and grind. I, okay. Yeah, and I just thought it, it's not it's not for me. Is that is that okay. game? So yeah, I, th- I think you know, um, have a look at it, watch some of the gameplay. If you think it, you know, it's it's on Game Pass, you can try it. But and, uh, for me, it was a it was a pass. Um, the next game is, well, the big one that we've all, well, I say we all, I particularly, I wasn't particularly that str- uh, struck on the first one, but, um, you know, everybody's been waiting for The Last of Us Part yeah. 2, that has dropped, and, you know, I've been uh, playing that one as well. Quite why I ended up playing it. I think it was just because I wanted a, a big AAA yeah, title, and you won. Um, and that was why I picked it up. And I uh, have to admit, I'm kind of glad I, I have. Oh. Uh, so, this one, Last of Us Part 2, we set five years after the events of The Last of Us and the DLC that happened as well. So, uh, you play a 19 year old Ellie who comes into conflict with. Uh, a mysterious cult in a post-apocalyptic USA. Um, you, just like in the previous one, you can use firearms. There's improvised weapons like Molotov cocktails, all that sort of thing. Stealth features heavily uh, in this game, you know, going against uh, the clickers and all of those sort of, you know, the infected, um, you know, who were dubbed by that uh, mutated strain of the... Uh, Cordycep virus, <laughs> uh, fungus, or whatever so, it is. Can't remember how you so pronounce it. So Something what like you're that. saying is, it's based on present day in America, is it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think they just replaced coronavirus yeah. <laughs> uh, on that. But uh, story-wise, uh, you know, the game I think takes a couple of hours to get going. The first hour, particularly, is really, really slow. Okay. And that's because it's filled with cutscenes and you know backstory. I thought it like. And yeah, yeah, basically, and it does that very slowly. You know, it even it starts off in the previous game, and it moves on. Um, you know, up until the present yeah. day. Um, there's a bit of a weird bit where you're playing a, a guitar at one point. Uh, you bring a, you know you're, you're playing Joel and you bring a, a guitar home. Uh, for Ellie, and uh, you know, you play that for her. Um, that fortunately only lasts uh, a few seconds, but yeah, you know, you have to sort of press buttons and use the sticks to play the uh, notes properly. Um, so yeah, so you know, it, you you really you get to play Ellie, you know, after quite a while in the first hour. Um, you know, and you're on horseback, or, or rather, you go out on horseback and go on patrol uh, at that point. Um, but 
it's the same, very similar uh, sort of gameplay to the previous uh, version of the game. You collect supplements to upgrade uh, one of sort of like the main branches uh, of the skill tree. Uh, you know, you've got your survival sort of thing, which looks at your health, your listening range because that skill's still there you know so that it sort of identifies roughly where the clickers are or the infected you know by their sounds you know in the room that you're in where they're hidden behind things that you can't see them Um, and also you're throwing distance you know that's what survival looks at okay you've got your crafting upgrades so here this is about upgrades for, uh, to allow for uh, melee upgrades. Um, stealth uh, is another area where you upgrade for going prone. Right. Uh, you've got faster stealth kills. You can unlock pistol silencers and stuff kind like that, which obviously really pistol silence. Nothing yeah, new there, really. Pistol silencers. But yeah. No, yeah. there isn't. Um, you know the the listening mode is very much back the same way as it was before. Only this time, the listening mode also allows you to see your scent. Okay, yeah. And the reason why that's important is because there is a new type of enemy, and that is dogs. Yeah. And unlike the clickers and the the uh, other enemies in the game, dogs will follow your scent. Mm. So they're not stuck on a set path, yeah. as it were. Yeah, I've 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 kind of seen so, a lot of controversy about this. That like, you kind of have to kill the dogs, which is a bit weird. That people are kind of upset over that. But I don't know. Yeah, killing not real dogs. But in a they're video okay game. with deciding kids and and this and the violence of horror killing everything else. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, eff- effectively commit a mini yeah. genocide, but don't kill the dog. <laughs> Yeah, so well, um, yeah, you, you you will have to kill dogs in this game, um, if you know if you don't want to get yeah. get found. So, but it, it puts in an interesting dynamic in terms of the game. Um, you can run away from enemies and they very quickly lose sight of you yeah. as well. Um, in terms of the look of the game, it looks fantastic. You know what would you expect from Naughty Dog? Uh, so? Yeah. You know, they, they always, always push make the, fantastic the, looking they games. They really push that console to, to, to its limit. The three as well, they do, don't they? The last one, you know? Yeah, they yeah. definitely do. So, yeah, the game looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, interestingly enough, there's been uh, some mixed reviews on this. The critics are all giving it sort of like 9.6, 10 out of yeah. 10, all of that sort of score. Well, Metacritic's down to about 3.5. Yeah. Uh, but I think that this is because of a lot of review bombing. I heard, that's, I heard that's what they're saying, but I've also heard that it, it also has something to do with the way they've treated the characters in, the sh- in, the, in, in this um, game that has upset people a lot, you know, that they felt... Yeah, because the game... I, I think that you get to a point uh, in the game because... There's lots of spoilers for this all over yeah. the place. Um, and I've seen some of the later footage. And I think it's... Um, Ellie goes on a specific quest yeah. in the game because of something that happens. And I'm not going to spoil it for those who uh, don't know what happens. 
and you sort of question her morality as the game That's goes what I've been on. Reading or seeing that a lot of people haven't liked the direction they took the characters. No, I'm not gonna. I can't. Yeah. Know anything about that? But. Um, that's kind of the feedback I'm kind of seeing online and stuff, and it's kind of put me off a bit about I don't know the world. The world is yeah, so dark at the moment. It's, you know, I'll see. I don't know. I I I, I think it's going to be an interesting take. Yeah. No, I know. I know so. Neil Druckmann, the the director of it. He's been getting a lot of online trolling and, and and really negative feedback towards it because of some of the stuff he has done himself around this game mm. um, he's done a couple of the mo caps and stuff like that apparently to yeah. next to girl uh, apparently hasn't gone down too well so uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out now the game is out and there's a lot of negativity uh-huh. coming out around the company itself which is kind of sad really Mm. Sorry, just you know, digress there a little bit. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'll probably get it eventually. You know. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is, I didn't enjoy the last one. See, I enjoyed the much. first one. I, I thought the first one was a fantastic game, and I loved the Ellie Joel. But you kind of played more as Joel in the first one, and he he really yes. is. I prefer him as a character way, way, way more than I do Ellie. Um, so I think that's an interesting turn of events for the second because she's the main character in the second she is. one. But you do play other yeah, characters. Yeah, I've read that as well. And yeah, uh, you're going to finish it, I'm guessing, and you're going to continue playing it, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, I mean it's uh, supposed to be about a 25-hour completion. Yeah, but that's a bit um, funny as well because apparently you can play this game. Like so many different ways. Like I watched a Twitch person play this game now um, recently, and there was one section which was a pretty big section, um, and they literally ran from one side of the room through a big no spoilers another through another, a big. There was loads of things happening. They just literally ran through to the other side, press triangle to open a door and went through and they literally skipped that whole section and it had no effect on the game it had no effect on anything they just they could just run mm. through you can just literally run through everything and, and not choose to not take part in any of the which I think is a shame you know I think it makes like people spend time making yeah, a game as well like would you fast forward a movie you know, but the only thing that you're doing is cheating yourself. I think so too, and it? also you're you're missing out on all the stuff for upgrading. And uh, I was I found myself watching, and I switched off the stream, but then I just got a night over because I said, yeah. you know, you you're, you're not representing the game the way it should be either. Like, yeah, no, I, and I'm I'm playing this properly, yeah. you know, and I'm going around and taking out all see, of the I would know, I'd have to and, you know, my OCD, I'd have to like CDO. I'd have to. Sorry, I can't say it. I can't help it. I am. Um, I'd have to to say I would have to check every single drawer, every single corner. I'd have yeah, to. Yeah, that's what I'm doing as well. I, th- I think I've got a touch of OCD yeah, as well because that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I'm doing. So. Yeah. 
So, yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, like I said, it, it took a little while to get interested because of a lot of cutscenes and a lot of backstory. So is it living up to all the tens that it's after getting so far? Um, for me, this is like a seven and a half and so eight. Far, at the moment. Okay. So far, I would say, rather than ten. Okay. You know, a 10 for me would be, I pick it up and I literally can't put it down until I've completed it. Yeah, I was like that. Yeah, that, that's um, a very rare game. That happens. That's kind mm, of once or twice a year that happens. It doesn't happen often. If yeah. that. Sometimes it's once a generation. You know, I think Mass Effect 2 oh, yeah. was one of those games I for me. I I was hoping they were going to do the remastered announcement, they didn't. I would have loved no, that. I was really I was, disappointed yeah. with they that might as get, well. Hopefully, fingers crossed. We'll see. So yeah, so far we'll I'm looking forward to seeing as we go on over the next couple of weeks how you're getting on with it. Yeah, well, I'll keep broadcasting gameplay. So if anybody does want yeah. to uh, see it, if you haven't already seen any of the plethora of gameplay that's on there, uh, I've done the first sort of like fifty minutes to an hour. Uh, on Twitch, and I've also put it on the Facebook group, so you can uh, see it on either one of those sort of places. I guess a lot more is going to be going on the Facebook group now that Xbox is going yeah, off to Twitch. Or to, uh, to Facebook, I, I know Steve rather. is going to have a lot to say about it as well when he eventually gets the time to play it, or gets to play it. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll leave Steve's um, stories yeah. <laughs> uh, about his PlayStation for him to uh, announce on uh, yeah. Sunday, because so. <laughs> uh, bless him, he's no. not happy. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move on to movies, TV, and streaming. Okay, so uh, movies, TV, and streaming, and we've got lots of news as well about this. So, mm. Alan, do you want to take us off with the first bit of news? Um, first bit of news is kind of sad news, really, um, is the, the the death of Ian Holm, star from Lord of the Rings, Bilbo Baggins, um, The Hobbit, um, Alien. I suppose he's probably the most well-known for uh, Charge the Fire. He died of 88. Um, he, Ian Holm, the versatile actor who played everything from androids to Hobbit via Harold Printer, Pinter and King Lear. He died in London at the age of 88. His agent confirmed to the Guardian. He died peacefully in a ho- in hospital um, with his family and care. His illness was Parkinson's related. This is very sad. He was a great actor. He certainly yeah, was. Hope he rests in peace. At least the coronavirus didn't Taking another yeah, great th- actor, you know. I, th- I think it's when uh, actors die of coronavirus, it it feels more wrong. You doesn't know? it? Yeah, it feels wrong, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Even though Parkinson's disease itself is still very sad. To be fair, when anybody dies of coronavirus, it feels wrong. Yeah. But you know what I mean. You know. Yeah. Well, it's people you, um, know, you watch them on TV. You, you kind of feel like you know them, don't you? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. I th- I, th- I think. Um, Everybody, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners feel like they know us uh, as well because of how we interact on the show. And you know, I've listened to podcasts, and you feel like you know yeah, the people who yeah. are who are broadcasting. And most of the time, people are how you think that they are, but sometimes they're not. But you know, he it was such a great 
guy from what I'd seen. Such a shame that yeah. uh, he was there. And I loved him. You know, he was great as Bilbo. He was. He was perfect as Bilbo. I thought. Yeah. So, uh, so rest in peace. Yeah. You know, but a good age uh, as well. Eighty-eight. It is definitely. Mm. Yeah. You you've had a good innings there, haven't you? So, uh, other bit, of, another bit of news is uh, Disney Plus has uh, ended its uh, seven-day promotional trial of uh, the service, uh, with the company saying that it doesn't need to dangle freebies to lure new customers <laughs> to the streaming service. As of early May, Disney Plus had signed up wow. fifty-four point five million yeah. subscribers worldwide just six months after its launch. That's massive. Like that's just down to the backlog catalog they have itself. Like they kind of really came into the streaming universe with a massive catalog and all the new stuff they've done. Where mm. Apple has just fallen. Like they have a few little good shows, but I can't see how long more Apple will continue. The Apple Plus one is just. It's not. I. I've never gone to it anymore. No, I'm not going to either. Where Disney's kind uh, of on all time in our house with the girls, my yeah. daughters. Yeah, it's a it's a it is a a good, uh, well, good service, good streaming service, and the new stuff so. they're doing as well is good. And I think you know the the they're kind of investing in all the new Star Wars stuff, like Mandalorian. Now it's going season three confirmed, and there's kind of stuff for something for everybody. Marvel's there; they they really have caught the market, you know. Yeah, but they haven't got all of the Agents of Shield on though. That's no. the the weird thing. I don't understand that decision. But other than I think that's down to right. Like, is it the first few seasons? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think the first few seasons was it ABC or Fox had it. I can't remember. It was. It was a different. Disney didn't have the rights to it at the time with mm. Joss Whedon. But anyway, at least the new season is very good. We're both watching it. We're enjoying it. Yes, indeed. It's been indeed. good. So the next one is. I'm very very excited for this. Um, I don't know about yourself, Hayden. I know you're a fan of the first season as well. But um, oh, yes. Doom Patrol Season 2, DC Universe Doom Patrol, is back for second season. Um, after more than a year of waiting, the series will uh, will air first in the US on the DC Universe and HBO Max on June 21st before launching... That's tomorrow. Yeah, before la- landing in the UK on the Stars Play. Um, yeah. in July 16 towards the July 16 as star, star stars play I'm um, I'm looking forward to this and if that's out tomorrow it'll be better again yeah I can't wait to, yeah I'm looking forward to that is it going to be weekly or are they going to do us all in one packet I wonder a binge uh, I don't know I don't know all I know uh, is that's when they're releasing it god if that's a binge I, I won't sleep for two days I bet it's uh, going to be weekly yeah, I hope it is. I think weekly, because there's a lot goes on in that. That's a, a show that you, you can break down. There's, it's so weird. There's so much goes on in it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of liking going back to weekly shows. Well, there's some shows I think it, it helps, you know. Yeah, it definitely it, helps it keeps with the some, It keeps them kind of front and centre in people's minds and keeps them talking. Where if you yeah. if you like The Witcher and things like that, which were binged, there was only like two or three weeks when it was everybody was talking about it, but no, no one really does. So the next season comes out, you know. Yeah, then it'll be for a couple of weeks, yeah. and then that'll be done again. Whereas you look at, you know, when we did 
the Picard specials, we had 10 weeks yeah. of, you know, great, great talking about it. Wasn't this fantastic? Wasn't yeah. that poor? What do we think is going to happen? You know, all of our predictions, right and wrong. Yeah. You know, and that was great. You know, I really enjoyed uh, you know, having those discussions with you and, you know, doing that as well. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we got good feedback on those shows. You know, people seem to enjoy them. So, um, I, th- I think that there's a lot to be said for having stuff going along weekly. Mm. I still can't wait until Discovery oh, season three drops, and uh, we can start that up again. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's get some new Star yeah. Trek stuff going. Definitely. It seems like ages then, old since we've had it. <laughs> and, uh, and then Strange New Worlds. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's going to be Star Trek poptastic. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the next uh, bit of news, and this is uh, just sort of like more about the you know the way of uh, things, is Sky has issued a warning on the 1980s hit film Flash Gordon uh, with the film's antagonist Ming the Merciless, mm. played by Max von uh, Sydow, uh, viewed as classic example of yellow peril xenophobia Mm. so Sky's warned viewers that some films uh, from as recent as 2016 have outdated views as broadcasters response to the concern that some content is no longer acceptable Sky Cinema has issued a disclaimer to its subscribers that some of its content has outdated attitudes language and cultural perceptions which may cause offence today 16 film warnings have been uh, issued including as well as Flash Gordon The Goonies Aliens Dumbo Gone with the Wind Lawrence of Arabia Tropic Thunder, The Jazz Singer, The Littlest Rebel, The Lone Ranger, Balls of Fury, and The Last Samurai. They've added more as well today, Hayden. They've added Aladdin and a few other ones as well today. Yeah, so it's come after other TV shows Mm. were taken off streaming services or had warnings added, most notably Little Britain, which was uh, pulled from Netflix and BBC iPlayer and Britbox uh, in the row over the blackface characters. And also they've taken away an episode of Faulty Towers as well, haven't they? Yeah. So there's all sorts of things, but... This is what I find really interesting because I did a little bit of research into this yellow peril Mm. uh, sort of allegation. And uh, what I find amusing is the term yellow peril actually comes from Kaiser Wilhelm II, who was the last German emperor and king of Prussia who reigned in 1580... uh, Sorry, uh, from 15th of June, uh, sorry, 1888, until his abduction... On the nineteenth, uh, sorry, the ninth of November, nineteen eighteen, mm. shortly before Germany's defeat in the First World War. Yeah. So what were basically, and because he sort of like coined this phrase, "yellow peril." Yeah. So what we're now doing is we're taking the xenophobic ramblings of someone who caused the First World War as a concept. Uh, you know, spoken 135 years ago to give a warning on a film that is 40 years old. I'm sorry, but this is just political correctness and, you know, the whole social warrior bit just gone completely stupid. Yeah, it's definitely gone a bit, um, 
or TT. You know, it, it's just it just comes down to respect and dignity exactly. and treating each other and, and recognizing recognizing that be, because people shouldn't be discriminated. No, hundred percent agree with you. Anyway, let's go on to the next bit of news, shall we? Yeah, some good news is uh, Michael Keatings is in talks to return as Batman. So Michael Keaton has reportedly in talks return as Batman f- for Warner Brothers' upcoming DC movie a version of The Flash, according to Hollywood Reporter. Keaton could end up featuring in more than just one of the DC film projects, effectively replacing Ben Affleck as the DC caped crusader. The plot of the Flash is believed to be set is believed to be set to introduce general audiences to the idea of the multiverse. Uh, one of the core concepts underpinning DC Comics. This means that while Keaton may be set to return in his role of Batman, his character will not affect the upcoming iteration of the Cape Crusader, which will be played by uh, Robert Patterson in Matt Reeves' upcoming movie, The Batman. Um, I like this because I'm hoping they do... I don't know if you read the comics, Hayden, The Flash Multiverse, the 52. Mm-hmm. And in one of those comics, Batman... They they reverse it instead of his father and his mother getting killed, it's actually the mother and the son gets killed and the father takes up the mantle as Batman, mm. but he takes up the mantle as a very um, not so much the Batman that we know. He's got like um, his empire's got like um, casinos and he's very much in the underworld, gambling scene, all that kind of stuff. And then he's quite a violent Batman. He's oh, he's He's really vengeful, and so I like that Batman. That was a very interesting run character they did. Look again in 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 the year where we got this, we're getting the Snyder cut to have Keaton back in the Batman costume is everybody's dream, really, isn't it? I like him as my Batman. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my understanding is that this uh, version, you know, that he is playing the same Batman as he he oh, was. Uh, originally, that's my understanding, um, and that he's going to be sort of like as a mentor to uh, the Flash, okay. and it's going to be like a multiverse sort of, yeah, sort of thing. Look, it's it's in, it's great for us comic fans. It's another win, so I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him as Batman because he was always my favourite Batman yeah, me right as up well. and yeah right up until the Welsh Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so um, okay, next bit of news is about Lucifer. Yeah. So Netflix reveals the release date for the new Lucifer series starring Tom Ellis. The show uh, which follows the King of Hell, Tom Ellis, as he solves crime with the LA detective Chloe Decker, played by Lauren German, uh, and runs the Lux nightclub, will apparently return on the 21st of August. Yeah, I'd never watched this show, so... Oh, man, you've got to. I don't like it. It looks too much... It looks too girly. It's not. It's not. Trust me, watch it. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. He, um, he. I know he appeared I, in the the recent crossover, and that was quite a big did. thing. So, because people are always wondering, was he in the same universe? You know. Yes. Yeah, he was. I don't know. Oh, I watched same multiverse. I watched, multiverse. I watched. Um. I think I watched one episode, and I, I just didn't. It just. It just felt like teeny boppy stuff. It, I didn't like it. 
No, it's good. If you you want to watch it, you'll watch a few episodes of it, and I'd be surprised if you're not into it by okay, then. Okay, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. De- definitely worth mm. it. I've really enjoyed that show. Um, okay, uh, Blu-ray DVD releases then. So, very few mm. out this week. Uh, the best ones are In Excess Live, Baby Live 4K Blu-ray, yeah. and Pennyworth, oh, Pennyworth Season so 1. Blu-ray and DVD. Yes. Now, Pennyworth is really worth Fantastic. your pennies because that is the... Pennyworth is Alfred Pennyworth, a.k.a. Alf, uh, Batman's butler yeah. uh, in his early years where, you know, he's uh, ex-military yeah. um, and sort of working with the CIA and stuff like yeah, you that. Guess, yeah, uh, Batman's father, um, Wayne, he's in it. He's he's yes. well, he's not married yet, and just you know, it's kind of building his characters and how they come together, you know. Yeah, but they also introduced Martha. Yeah, Martha as well. As well yeah, yeah, very good. And season so, two is due out soon, I think. I think I saw something recently about it. I really want to see season oh, two. Yeah. Can't wait for season it. Season one was Can't very wait. very good. Yeah, so that's good. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to do the chat? Yeah. Um, Scroll down to there, sorry. Um, so the Blu-ray charts in at number five. Whoa, is Top Gun new entry? Is it or re-entry? Um, number four, yeah. The Lighthouse, which I loved. It's a great show. Um, number three is um, Van Diesel's Bloodshot. Number f- two, back up from four. Whoa, is 1917. It, it started getting a bump from somewhere, uh, or maybe a sale. And then in number straight at number one is Sonic the Hedgehog. So cool. That's it. So that's a, a nice little list there. Yeah, definitely. Do you uh, what? Tell us what you've been watching. Yeah, I'll go quick into that. Um, I watched an old movie on Netflix. Well, no, I say old. It's two years ago, and I only watched it because I was kind of you know sometimes you kind of flick through the library and till you eventually decide to press play on something. If, if anyone's done that, you kind yeah. of flick through. You spend a half an hour trying to find something, then you just click on the first thing you should have clicked on. Anyway, I watched um, Oi Boy. Um, it's a Netflix movie. Uh, my daughters have watched this movie loads of times, and I never, I've caught five, ten minutes of it, and I said, you know what? And they rave about it, they love it. Um, so I said, I may mm. as well give it a go. So it's basically about uh, the, character, the main character after being shot while, while calling for, him for help, trying to stop a violent attack on his high school friend. Uh, the 16-year-old boy awakens. He wakes from the coma to discover that the fragments of the phone he had he had to his head gets embedded in his brain, giving him superhero powers. And he kind of uses that knowledge and technology to kind of get revenge on uh, on the gang responsible for the attacks. The attacks. Um, as I said, I watched it because my daughters loved it. It stars uh, Macy Williams. She's from Game of Thrones. She plays Arya Stark. Arya Stark in Game of Thrones yeah. and it also stars Bill Milner and he, you kind of know him from the X-Men First Class, he plays the young Magneto and that, he's in Dunkirk and Broken he's a pretty good actor I have to say you know, in, uh, this is an older movie, he's done some good shows since then um, so like I said, he kind of wakes from the coma and he begins to hear a kind of phone I thought it was Fassbender who played the young Magneto uh-huh. I thought it was Fassbender who played Magneto no, he plays him as the kid 
in the first class. Do you know when they go back again? Oh, right. Yes. The, the little kid when yes. it, he's uh, yeah. in the internment yes. camp. Yeah. He plays him. So he's quite good in that. Like It's only briefly, but mm. I'll just kind of give people an idea. Of what it, He's in Dunkirk and Broken and um, he's bigger roles in Broken and stuff. Um, he kind of, Like I said, he wakes from the coma and he starts to see kind of phones, transmissions and can visually see digital signals and can control them and stuff. So he's using his newfound abilities to kind of put pieces together to attack his friend Lucy, who's played by Macy Williams, and begins to kind of take him down one by one and turn him against him. Now, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It was a, it was an okay movie. Like despite a few potholes, it's a solid actually teen movie. Um, like which is one of the reasons I didn't watch it originally. But I was kind of just you know sometimes you just want to sit down and zone out. I was tired, so I I watched yeah. it and I actually found myself enjoying it. The production value was pretty decent. It was a solid take on a traditional kind of sci-fi story, adding kind of a modern twist with the technologies and a kind of a I have to say it was really gritty kind of gangland London settings. Um, the acting was average to good. It was good, like, but overall the premise uh, made it stand out, kind of a, a solid sci-fi. Um, as I said, um, the pacing was good. Now, the premise is a little bit ridiculous, and what I found funny was the whole movie was covered in Samsung phones. They all had Samsung phones, but the phone that got stuck mm. in his head was an Apple device, <laughs> which I, I I thought was quite funny. I kept going, well, he's got an iPhone in his head. Why are they showing Samsung? I thought maybe Apple should have gotten that one and, and, and sponsored it. But anyway, and the other thing, he has... Well, maybe it's because once you get embedded into the yeah, Apple and, uh, system, you can't <laughs> get out. <That's> true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other thing, the biggest plot hole for me, right, was... He can control anything down to bank accounts and everything. And I kept saying to myself, why is he using his powers to get revenge and turn into a, like a vigilante? He could have just put all the money into a bank account, taken his friend and just pissed off. You know, so for me, it was it was an okay movie. And after I finished it, I thought it would have actually made a better TV show than movie. Mm. I think there was some good material there. But... I enjoyed it. I'd give it a solid kind of six and a half out of ten. It's a nice kind of zone out movie. It's gritty. It's dark. The action's not bad. And the special effects, you know, it's kind of above budget, above B budget movie. It's 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 it's, it's okay. Um, it's like B plus. Yes, yeah, it was okay. Now moving on to the next one is, I was actually surprised that I actually enjoyed this because uh, I wasn't gone in this when it first came out. I kind of completely dismissed it. Um, it's Hannah the TV series um, and the only reason is I jumped back into it is because a couple of days ago they released the trailer for season 2 and of course you know how the the YouTube algorithms work they just kind of threw up mm. this in front of me and I clicked on it and I actually watched the trailer twice which gave me a bit of spoilers for the first season but I, I know the movie you know. um, and the trailer t- it looked really good so I said right I'm going to jump into season one and it's on amazon prime or you can pick it up other ways obviously it's eight episodes mm-hmm. i actually ended up binging the eight episodes over the last few days so the premise 
most people would know the movie, but I know I'll, I'll give it to Hannah. is an American action drama web television series based on the 2011, I can't believe that came out in 2011, film of the same name. It stars jo- um, Joel Kinman, and you might know him from a few shows, like he did the Robocop reboot. And he's also yeah. the first season of Altered Carbon, and he's in Suicide Court. I actually really like him as an actor. He's very watchable. I don't know what I don't know if he's blonde hair or what it is, but he, he's re- and he's actually really good in this. He's very gritty. And the newcomer, mm. she's actually an English actress, and uh, it's Esma Creed Miles. Um, she plays the part brilliantly, um, really, really well. So the basic of the story is Hannah is a fifteen. The, is a 15 year old girl living with Eric her father um, the only man she's ever really known and they live in a remote part of forest in Poland Eric once was recruited Eric once recruited pregnant women into the CIA program codenamed Utrecht where the children's DNA was enhanced in order to make them super soldiers hence Hannah's abilities if you watch the movie you know what she's capable of now, in the TV show, they made Eric fall in love with the movie, the, the girl who's pregnant with Hannah, Joanna, Hannah's, and so she has the baby, it, they rescue the baby and they flee, she dies, and he ends up taking her to the forest um, to train her for 15 years, that's the basic of the TV show and the movie. It's a really good reimagination of the movie, I have to say, it's added a few new wrinkles and a few, it's expanded on the mythology and the kind of the te- the texture of the assassin of the assassin how she's taught and everything the, like the split a movie or it's the whole movie but split up into eight episodes so that's quite hard mm. to do you know like the movie st- originally yeah. starred so Sasha Rowan the Irish actress I really like her she's a very good actress as the title character and, and she gets raised in the wilderness in Finland where they did Poland now in the in the movie in the TV show sorry and her father is played by Eric Bana, and then Kate Kate Bantred plays the, the 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 CIA agent who we you know who who's trying to bring him down. Mm. Um, what I like, it kind of tries to, it strikes a nice balance between coming of age drama and action. It's really a brutal series. It's a lot more brutal than the film, the the fight sequences and the action, which I quite enjoyed. Um, more and they really brought it up to kind of today, to the present time. Um, yeah. Which I liked because if you're a major fan of the film, it, it, the film was very kind of tense. Tense, I found, but the TV show it, it's not because the, there is a couple of episodes that are a bit flat. But I suppose it's a an hour and a half movie spread into eight hours, so you're bound to kind mm. of get character buildings and stuff like that. They did they did yeah. very similar to I don't know have you seen Shooter, the movie with Mark Wahlberg, and they mm-hmm. made three seasons out of that. The first season was the movie, and then the season two and three were way better because it split off from the movie and it had a much better premise. Um, mm. I really enjoyed the first seasons. I have to say, I was quite surprised. It was very well done, very very well done, um, and I have big high hopes now after this, for season two, which is coming out soon. After seeing the trailer, and now I'm up to date. It's kind of one that no one really talked about. I don't know. Have you watched it, Hayden, or? No, I've seen it. Yeah, appetite, you see but I've it. never actually. But I think because the movie was so good, might put me off the mm. move the TV show. I'd recommend it. It 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 it's if you're looking for a, a kind of a how will I describe it? You you kind of know what's going to happen because you've seen the movie, but you, it's still interesting to watch. 
yeah. to see what they did and what they've done with the character and I enjoyed it you know so it was kind of late night after work and I it was a nice kind of sit back and again chill and just watch it or when I'm doing my exercise I watched it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what I was watching and uh, something there for somebody hopefully yeah cool uh, well, the movie that I watched uh, this week is Game yeah. Night. It's <laughs> a great movie. So, yeah, so this is uh, basically a um, married competitive gamer couple, Max and Annie, are trying to have a child, uh, but their attempts are unsuccessful due to Max's stress uh, surrounding his feelings of inadequacy when compared to his uh, successful and attractive brother, Brooks. So, during Max and Annie's routine weekend game night with their friends, uh, Ryan and a married couple, Kevin and Michelle, Brooke shows up, um, um, Max, uh, uh, driving Max's uh, favourite dream car, which is a a Corvette Stingray, and uh, basically sharing embarrassing childhood stories about Max, which sort of like stresses him out all the more. Uh, Brooks then offers to host the next game night uh, at the house he's renting uh, and the six uh, friends find themselves all sort of like entangled in this real life mystery when uh, the shady uh, brother is uh, seemingly kidnapped by gangsters Um, and there's a lot of funny moments in this Mm. movie but it was really quite funny when uh, the house is invaded by these uh, these uh, guys and Brooks is kidnapped and taken away because the other people in the house are going oh very good you know very good that that is that's such good acting wow that's done absolutely fantastic don't forget to shut the door on the way out all of that sort of stuff until he actually realized hang on this is that was real <laughs> which was uh so so funny and it stars jason bateman who you know you'll have uh, seen him in loads yeah, of like stuff him. he was in yeah, horrible bosses. Yeah. He was in. Um, oh, I forgot what the name of the the show is. Um, Ozark. Uh, yeah, Ozark. No, the uh, comedy uh, with the Bruce, it's the Bruce family. Arrested oh, Development. Yes. And he's also he also yeah, um, De- the new Stephen King one. He directed all those episodes and produced it as well. Um, what's the recent one on Sky? He stars in the first two episodes. The Outsiders, which yes, is fantastic. The Outsiders, I love yeah. that series. That was brilliant. Yeah, so I mean, he's always great. Yeah, in whatever great you watch, watch, him in. It's got uh, uh, Sharon Horgan from Catastrophe and Pulling, mm. um, and Jesse uh, Plemons from Black Mirror, Breaking Bad, and uh, El Camino. Yeah, he's a great actor as well. He's a very good actor. And he he's is. He's, he's got a very. Yeah, he's, very definite look hasn't I he? loved him in the Fargo TV show he, he stars in one of those seasons he's yeah. fantastic yeah, I, in don't, it. I, I don't know why but he's, he's sort of like uh, he looks a bit like Matt Damon with plastic surgery or someone who's tried to make themselves look like Matt Damon yeah. but failed I think, do you know what I, I mean I think since he put the weight on he looks like the actor that passed away there recently um, from, oh yeah I know the one you made 
Oh, he was in. Um, uh, it's gone. He was in the, the Mission Impossible movie. The Hunger Games. Hunger Games. He's a. Fat- oh, shit. Yeah. It's so bad. I don't remember his name. It's like on the radio sometimes, this podcast. You know it once you hang up, but you, when you're on the spot, you can't think of it. Um, I know who yeah. you mean. It's. He looks- oh, try to, I'm trying to figure. No, I can't. I'll have to go. Um, oh, what's his. Uh, but, but, but. <laughs> this is great TV. It's it's not do, it's not Donald Sutherland, no. is it? No, it's it's not him. Uh, you keep chatting there, and I'll Google. My my brain's gone. He's he doesn't he have a um, a double barrel yeah. surname. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's it. I knew it was double barrel surname, yeah. but I could not remember. I think what he looks a called. bit like him. Yeah, he does. He sort of like he he sort of like looks like somebody's taking a DNA yeah. of Matt Damon and Philip Seymour Hoffman, knocked it all together, and then produced a child. He's a good actor, though. <laughs> he, is, he is. He is. He he plays that very sort of like slightly psychotic yeah. uh, character very yeah, very well. Yeah, he was well. great in Breaking Bad. He was so good in that show and the movie. He was so good. Yeah. I mean, the movie's, you know, one of those sort of feel-good, switch-your-brain-off-at-the-door mm. sort of uh, films, but it's good fun. You know, it's an enjoyable, you know, hour and a half, two hours, whatever its running time is. Yeah. Uh, so I would, you know, I would recommend it. It's, you know, seven and a half out of ten, yeah. as it were. I agree with you. Uh, I would that's say... That's the kind of stuff I've been looking for lately as well. Um, that kind of just come home and just sit down press play and you don't really have to think just sit back and enjoy what you're watching you know yeah that's why I think you'll probably find uh, you know once you get into it that Lucifer's a bit like that uh, it's on Netflix all of them is it yeah I'll put them onto my I'll put them onto my list there and I'll I'll add it to my nightly workout routine yeah I, th- I think what once you you know once you've uh, watched a couple of them and it, you know the show sort of like settles down because uh, he's he never lies on it. That's the great thing. He tells the truth all of the time, and everybody just thinks he's eccentric. Well, I I, I I like the fact that, and I nearly jumped back on it because of it is that Tom Welling, aka Superman Smallville, he he yes. did, and this was the show that took him out of retirement. He kind of took a step back from acting. And he was asked back to play, the, and he's supposed to be pretty good in it. He is. He is. He's and very yeah, good in it. I think he's involved in producing and directing a lot more than than acting these days. So, look, I'll give it a go. We'll. Uh, I might come back to you next week or the week after, raving about it after watching all four seasons. Uh, I hope you do. I hope <laughs> you do. And uh, thinking about Tom Welling, what did you think? You know uh, the. The uh, crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, I, about what happened to his uh, character. I thought it was perfect because he never wanted to be Superman. Spoiler, sorry, he yeah. never wanted to, the responsibility in that series Smallville, and even as an actor, he always fought wearing the suit. And I thought it was he. He got the family, the kids, the wife. That's what he always wanted. You know, yeah. I I thought it was perfect. I I would love to see him back in that character again. You know, and he was yeah. bloody. Not that we ever he's will, a I don't bloody think. big fecker in that show, isn't he? He's he's after buffing up. He's massive, oh, yeah. like the size of him. Yeah. 
Well, to be honest, he's you know he's a buff guy in uh, Lucifer as well. Oh well, yeah, I suppose. It, well, I mean, it's the same. Look, I've heard rumours he's going to appear in like the new Lois and Superman, Lois and Clark TV, and all starting soon. That's definitely mm. gathering pace, and that's going to be hitting TV soon. And I've heard rumours he might appear on that every now and then. So, yeah, well, I've got the entire. I've I've got the entire sort of like Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher yeah. uh, set of the Lois and Clark. Yeah, I prefer Smallville now. Smallville for me is yeah, is, definitely. Smallville was fantastic, even with Chloe the way she turned out. Now <laughs> it was still it yeah. was still right up till the very last. That that had a great final episode to finish off everything. Like I was in bits. The I date. was in bits watching that final episode. Yeah, and I know what you mean about his character, the sort of like he got everything mm. that he wanted and, you know, that that's yeah. great. But I, I kind of like had a sort of like tinge of sadness about us because he ended up like that because... No, um, because he was still what, he was still the all-American boy. You could I, see I know, his face in the, on that episode, like, and he even when he punched Lex... You know, and he was like, "I still got it." I I thought it was perfect, and they had the music, and they had the farm, and they. I thought it was perfect hidden. You know, that's just me being sentimental. You know, and I, I, for his character, I think that you're right, but I I would have liked to have seen his character to have sort of accepted his destiny. But he never, he never it, did you know, like all the way through those ten seasons hidden. No, he that's never true. wanted it. I suppose it is true he to the always character. Fostered, so, so I think it was look, again, that's just people probably haven't even watched it. If you haven't, you should watch it. It's Yeah, oh definitely. You know. Definitely one of the uh, one of the uh, best D C things that's oh, yeah. uh, ever come out, I, I think. I, I, I watch kinda of at least once a year the final two episodes on that and at least once a year. Yeah, because you never really see him no. in, the, in the actual suit, do you? No, and he never actually wore it. He w- it was digitally added in at the end, his face. Yeah. He swore he'd never wear the suit. He never felt he never felt right wearing it, he said, in interviews. Yeah. And the Lex Luthor is one of the best Lex Luthor's ever, I think, as well. Yes, he was. And to be honest, he wasn't actually an evil no, Lex Luthor. Even to the very end, he wasn't. Yeah. That was um, so good. I, th- I do... I must admit, though, I do. I absolutely loathe and detest the Lex Luthor from uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, that wasn't Lex Luthor. That was the Joker. He was playing the wrong no, well, character altogether. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I he played Lex Luthor as the yeah. Joker, but but he was supposed to be Lex Luthor. No, I, ha- I have to say the new Joe, the new Lex Luthor in Supergirl. Uh, John Ritter he's really good I'm enjoying him yes yeah I am um, I, I, I think he's the best thing about that show 100% in a poor show he's the best thing yeah yeah absolutely um, he because he is really he is, evil. he's fantastic <laughs> he's, he's very very good in it I have to say and I'm you glad know. he got a, the, the, I'm glad he got the full cat he got a full he, because he's only supposed to be in it kind of like as a cameo but the character was so mm. good and he enjoyed playing the character so much he signed up to be a full cast member which is great mm. after yeah. crisis yeah 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 brilliant. and next year's one is is only going to be a crossover between batman batwoman and 
It's not going to be Supergirl, it's going to be somebody else. Fuck, I'm forgetting. The Flash? Ma- no, it's not. It's a new character. Black Lightning? It could be Stargirl. It's only yeah. going to be a, it's only going to be a double crossover and a, it's not going to be a full one. That we we've had mm. the last few years. So kind of like takes away the whole point of what they did at the end of the last one though. Yeah. Just just thinking about um sort of like the way that shows are now because you every show now is an over, a, a long spanning arc. Over yeah, the there's entire no like, series. monster of the week anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas, sort of like the only show, sci-fi or whatever, that of recent years that hasn't been like that uh, has been the Orville. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Now the rumor is that Strange New Worlds is going episodic rather than. Well, I hope it does. I think it should. Yeah. Because that, that, that's what I was going to ask uh, uh, you, is do you think it should, or do you think that... I think it should. I think have a small little sub-arc in the background. Yeah. or maybe over two or three shows. That they should do this. No, I think a small one in the background that kind of builds towards the final episode of the season or something, if that makes sense, which they used to do in the older mm. days. But I like the idea of having a Monster of the Week, as they call it back mm. then. Monster of the Week episode, especially because you can do so much in that Star Trek universe now. Oh, yeah. But also, we forgot to mention that um, Cobra Kai is coming to Netflix. They bought the rights. It was announced yesterday and today. Yes. Season 3. I forgot to put that in Yes, the and it's coming very soon, evidently, as well. Yes. Well, it's, it's all filmed. Yeah. Um, so I think YouTube sold to Netflix. They probably get more value. Oh, they probably got more money out of it that way. I don't know why, but the 21st of August seems to be sticking in my memory for that. I didn't see a date now, but I know that it was supposed to come out at the end of the year, this year. Yeah, I'd heard it was earlier than that. Well, earlier, better. Suits me fine. I know there's a couple of people listening. Can't wait. I, I can't wait to see it, because that series has made me completely question my whole sort of like basis of morality for the karate kid. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Anyway, tell you what, let's uh, move on to our listener questions. All right, so your uh, listener questions, and uh, I haven't been able to get in contact with Mark because he didn't send me his questions on Monday, but I thought, seeing as you weren't here for the last show, Alan, I'll uh, just reuse his questions and uh, we'll get your views on uh, the couple of ones that he's got there. So first question that he, he, he asked us was, how is the importance of backward compatibility uh, changing with each generation and how important is it to you? Oh, for me, for the Xbox, it's very important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like having that library at hand and to play anything. You know, sometimes you're in a mindset to play certain games or to, to play your backlog catalog. I suppose your backlog catalog now has become your backwards compatible log, if that makes sense. Mm. So for me, yes. Not so much in the PlayStation. I'm not too pushed about playing games from older games on the PlayStation but on the Xbox yes is that because you don't have as many digital games on the PlayStation yeah I'm not as invested in that world in the I, I, I have a couple of games I enjoy and certain things but 
the PlayStation is just for me for exclusives, like The Last of Us 2 no, and Ghost of Tsushima, which are great games, and I won't lie to you, I wish Xbox had those games, you know? And I wish yeah. they were, I'm hoping they do eventually get back to where they were and producing those games again to that quality or, you know, to that kind of new IPs, fingers crossed. But mm. for me, the Xbox, that Game Pass is, is, a, is a no-brainer, Hayden, as well, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, I, I Well, it was interesting because I noticed on the We Are Gamers uh, page mm. earlier this week, there was a, a poll done of who would, you know, on which uh, console are you going to go with the next time? Now, I know that that group is predominantly... Xbox. Xbox users. It is like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the amount of Xbox uh, buyers way exceeded PlayStation uh, yeah. in that group. Um, you know, sort of like by about fourfold Yeah. Uh, on that poll that they did, which, you know, is interesting. Um, but like I said, it is predominantly an Xbox group. So, um, you know, maybe not the most objective group I just like the idea that uh, not even so much the Xbox but the Xbox U- the Microsoft or the Xbox universe that they're hopefully heading towards that mm. I can play on my phone on my PC my laptop my iPad ho- like as you move over the next few years it's it's that's the direction they're heading like you know with the X Cloud. I like that environment like i suppose like stadia are trying to do it but it, that doesn't appeal to me mm. so i think that's more of an interest for me this time around this as we move forward that yeah if i am um, especially how i work you know the 20 minutes here 30 minutes there i can pick up and have a go off something and put it down and you know mm. and with the concept that they're going to throw in the uh, x cloud with yeah. game pass yeah, that that's just great, makes like. it an unbeatable combination, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. But again, the PlayStation's going to win. It's not going to win, but it's going to sell more consoles, Hayden. And and then that's all people will see. You know, that's what they'll say is that the PlayStation's a better console because it sold more. You know, in quotes. So. Hmm. I'll stick with my Xbox, and I'll be happy. With. I don't know. The Xbox One X is the best console out of the two. You think it is this? Te- technically. I think it is too. I prefer... I actually prefer my Xbox. I know a lot of people don't like their interface. The You know, I actually find it perfect. I get on great with it. So I, I do as well. I much prefer, I've always preferred the Xbox interface yeah, over the so, Playstations. Uh, but the Playstation have, has better streaming. Yes. See, so they, have, they, have, they both have... Good and they bad. have their advantages and their disadvantages. So, and that's why I have the both of them. And I have a Switch... Because yeah. if a game comes out, I can play it, you know, on yeah. the format I want to. And but, I'm exactly the same, because yeah. I'm not really that bothered about the platform, I'm bothered about the games. No, because I've gone on the PC gaming a lot more this year. Yeah. As well, because of the Game Pass and Epic, you know. Mm. So, I know, good question. Okay, second question then is... Are remasters of old games and exclusives uh, used by developers for a lack of creativity and original content, or do gamers actually want them? 
Um, I think we want them, Hayden. We're very sentimental. Gamers are very sentimental. Mm. I I think, and we have f- fond memories of the games we played when we were kids. And sometimes you want to recapture that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, you know. And we look at a game, we go, "Whoa! I thought this was the greatest looking game I've ever played." And then you yeah. look at it now, and you go, "Holy hell! This is like something you get on my watch." You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So, and then you get games like Final Fantasy VII, the remaster, which is a, a complete from the ground up remake, or you get the Resident Evil Twos, which give those great games to a whole new load of people who didn't grow up with them which is great mm. so I think yeah I think there's definitely a place for them if they're done right again yeah. personally I love I'm as you know the Metroid Prime games I'm I really want to get them onto the Switch I would I I would you'd probably hear me screaming in England if that happens if, if when it's announced and <laughs> the, the Mass Effect if that gets a, a like a, a ground a from the ground up remaster like Final Fantasy 7 did no I know that won't happen I would just be like those kind of graphics in the Mass in the Mass Effect for those three games would be amazing oh yeah with absolutely all updated definitely. controls and kind of all the stuff we've learnt over the years just kind of quality of life stuff yeah like yeah. I have I have Mass Effect 3 on the Wii U here and I still play it on the Wii U because it's one of the best versions of it because of the way they integrated the the map onto the gamepad that horrible controller I, I, I would go as far as to say is that the Wii U version of that game is actually the definitive version mm. of Mass Effect 3 it's fantastic and I've played it 3 or 4 times I put it on there sometimes because I have the Wii U on behind the TV yeah and we have a couple of games that we just kept. Because the Wii U is actually good. It's a good... Some of the games still look pretty good in it. Oh, but yeah. It just controls so well. And the story is so good in it. And the way mm. you can control your your squad on the touchpad. And move them here, move them there. Use their power. It's really good. It completely lifted the way that that game plays. And it's only one euro here to buy that game in CX on mm. the Wii U. I nearly picked up what you called the other day... Um, Deus Ex, the director's cut, was only one euro for the Wii U inside the CX. Yeah, and that actually gets the that's actually got the highest reviewed scores out of all the formats for that game. And the Wii and U. Have you have you uh, done Bayonetta? Yeah, love yeah. Bayonetta. I yeah, did do the fantastic. second one, but I I think I might pick it up one day. But the Wii U games are for nothing, so you can get like Mario World and some great games. Yeah. Such a shame about that console because it was a great console. Yeah, it just markers it all wrong. Mm. Right, great question again. Two okay. for two. Thank you, Mark. Do you, want to do, do you want to do Nick's one? Yeah, Nicky Wilson asks why is Hayden upset that the Xbox Series X looks like a box? I mean, it's called an Xbox after all. I agree with you, Nick. Well said. It's called. It should be called a shoe box. It has no design to it at all it's a minimalist box it's, it's less perfect. than a minimalist box it's better than the Avengers Tower on the, the PlayStation 5 I prefer the uh, <laughs> PlayStation Tower to be quite honest I just I just Wayne think Tower, it, is it? I, you know e- either make the console look like something attractive like the PS5 
Yeah. Or make it look like all of your other hi-fi equipment, like your Blu-ray player. Don't make it into a box that doesn't fit underneath your TV and just looks like a black monolith sat on the side. What? It just... You know, if even just stick a big X on the side of it or something, you so that, that it yourself. is an Xbox. <laughs> I like the look of it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I, uh, I think it if they awful. make the games, if they put the effort into the games, and the box looks like that, I'm happy. At the end of the day, it's what we what comes on the screen is what what I'm looking forward to. It is. It is. But interestingly enough, the rumours of the price of the uh, Xbox is uh, three hundred. £99. Yeah, they're really going cheap. And the... Uh, was it, is it Lockhart? It's yeah, called? Lockhart. It's, it's going to be, be 199 evidently. So yeah, as rumours are. Well, that's true. They're, they're definitely going all in. Mm. And so. that, that might actually be the crucial thing that does take away from the, uh, the PlayStation 5. Yeah. yeah that, 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 that's a cheap entry point for that kind of a console, like... Oh, yeah. With all the backlog catalog out, instantly the minute you push it up. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's uh, make or break time for consoles anyway, you know, yeah. and it's got to, it's, they're running it as a loss leader. Yeah. So that they capture the market and then they know that they'll get their money back and more on game sales. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, so Richard uh, Mortlock has asked. Do you think that the sales of the next generation will be lower than normal due to people having no money because of COVID-19 and the possible high prices of the machines? See, I think... I would have... Okay, it's a tough one. I think no, because I think us gamers always find a way hidden to get it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. We always kind of sent... We, I think they'll... There probably will be an impact. I think the, the impact will be on the games that we buy. That's mm. where I think Xbox is better value coming out of the COVID kind of recession we're going to head into. You know? I think yeah. if you pick up an Xbox, right? You don't really need to pick any game up that day one. Because you can go home, go on to Game Pass, game, game Pass and get Halo Infinite, the new mm. one. And whatever the games that are going to be released day and day and days of like first party games for Microsoft but with the Playstation you have to buy all your games straight away like all their uh, exclusives you buy them straight away yeah that's a big final that's a difference in financial there you see definitely it's it's, it's funny how people uh, some people are so negative against the game pass I think and you do like find people you do hear it a lot, like saying it's it's not worth it. It's 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 you know it's a flop. It's going to it's only a gimmick. It won't last. I think Game Pass is a fantastic deal, like offer for some for someone who just doesn't have the finances to buy the games day and date. Like, and plus you get to try games you wouldn't have tried at all. You know, on different formats. Yeah. Cause you've got PC and Xbox. And what I'm finding is if you wait long enough six seven months the games that you were going to buy day one on third party tend to end up in game pass eventually yeah or on pc pass you know mm. again like I, you said i i think there's going to be a uh, I, I don't know hayden it's a tough one what do you think i i 
I, I think in terms of next gen sales, um, I think initially, I think it'll be probably lower sales this time, uh, for two reasons. First off, I think that COVID-19 will have an impact because people have been, um, furloughed and stuff like that. Mm. And secondly, I think a lot of people have more recently updated their original Xbox or PS4 to pros, pros or, and, uh, you know, and X's. Or, yeah, with all the deals that were going on, yeah. Yeah, and people are quite happy with those. And I think that people probably be a little bit more careful and sceptical because of recent financial situations as a result for jumping onto the next gen. Mm. There will still be people who will jump on day one. There will always be those people. I'm jumping on day one, which I've never done before. Never, ever done before. I think I will with the Xbox. I'm still day one, but I think the PlayStation I'm going to hang on. I just don't think I have the time to play the games and stuff at the moment. I'm day one all the way. Yeah. Unless now they release that killer game on day one launch, you know what I mean? Mm. That I might pick up, but I'm glad that they didn't do a kill zone. I like kill zone. <laughs> I thought that was a good game. It was all right. Was I enjoyed it, it. I enjoyed it. No, I I finished it twice on the PlayStation. Mm. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I think I think I suppose there will be an effect on the there definitely affect on how many consoles are out there to be purchased, you know. Yeah. Well, we already know that numbers are going to be low on yeah. Sony anyway. Yeah. So I th- but from what I can gather Xbox are going to be all right on numbers, so yeah. maybe they'll just win by default in terms of that. Yeah. Who knows. We'll find out in 6 months. <laughs> a little bit less, I'd say. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, all right, do you want to do Dave's? Um, Craig Cole, is it? Uh, no, I think Craig was just asking a question of Richard. All <laughs> oh, right, um, Dave said no, that he's 50, um, 18th of June. Uh, blessed happy birthday, Dave. Um, am I too old to play video games? Slightly tongue in cheek, I still will, whatever anyone says. I think no, Hayden or Dave. I think, yeah, uh, personally. I think we, that's the kind of generation we grew up. We were kind of there since the beginning of gaming, aren't we? The mm. Ataris, the Commodores, Spectrums, going back. It, it's part of our culture. Yeah. So and I think so. No. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. And uh, Dave, happy birthday. Uh, you know, a uh, bit belated. Uh, I do play Destiny with Dave occasionally uh, on the PC as well, although I think he's been playing PUBG. Uh, with Craig uh, recently, so uh, guys, you've got to get back on to Destiny so that we can uh, do some of the stuff on there. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think be true to yourself. If you are in, still enjoying gaming, carry on playing it. It doesn't matter whether or not you're good, you're bad, or whatever. As long as you enjoy it, you know, why should you deprive yourself of something that you, you know, you love and enjoy? Yeah. I don't see the point. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Okay, well, that's it then. That's uh, 
all of the questions uh, for this week. So uh, keep coming in. Uh, we always post on uh, the Facebook group uh, every week as well. Uh, Alan, do you want to uh, give your contact details? Yeah, um, on Twitter I'm Head Chef Alan, Xbox is Chef Alan, PSN Chef Alan, and email is thegingergamer at yahoo.com. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, for me, you can uh, get me on HERJUK on everything. That's whether it's Twitter, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, all of that are on Epic Games. It's uh, Pop Culture Gamers. Uh, don't forget that we have uh, our Twitter feed, Pop Culture Gamer. You can join our Facebook group. You can also look at our Facebook page. Uh, we've got an email if you want to email us, which is podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. Don't forget there's our website, popculturegamers.podbean.com. Uh, also, we have a Patreon, and uh, we've had someone who's actually up there a subscription to Patreon uh, this time, so I'm not going to mention your name because I don't know whether or not you want to be, that to be made public. I'm happy to do that next week if you do want to, but thank you very much. We yes, really appreciate you. that. It does help us uh, uh, out on in terms of our... Um, hosting fees and stuff like that and if we get more uh, the more that we get in from uh, any listeners in terms of our Patreon the more we'll be able to do some more exciting things in terms of the show as well um, so if you do want to help out then please do uh, contribute there um, alternatively you can always uh, give us a like give us a review, reposters all of that sort of stuff because all of that really helps out the show also so that's it for another week. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you very much uh, again to uh, to Alan uh, for oh, turning up, and uh, hope you all uh, have a good week. Uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll be back uh, on the weekend uh, or probably Monday by the time you hear it uh, with another show. So uh, thanks very much, and see you next time. Bye. Slam for me. Mm-hmm.